I ball a lot like Tayshaun Prince or Vince Carter, shot collar. Pulled up in the Maybach, used to be a Chevy Impala, wearing Prada. Episode 11, Hot Cakes and Hot Takes. I'm joined by a trio of guys. You guys want to introduce yourself in between bites of that sub? Go ahead, go ahead bro. I'm you're munching, you're not... Right, okay. How we Steve, doing? Steve Robage here. Stevie Robage. Long Why time. you got a Boston accent? You're from Jaffa. Yeah. <laughs> Long time since I've been on the show. How are we? He's from Quincy. Yeah. From okay. Dorchester. And who we got here? <laughs> who we got here to my right? Nate Wheeler. Long time listener. Third time. It is, it is your third time on. Last time you dropped the fucking ball, though. Second. I'm not going to lie. Last time you weren't great. First, you were, you were my first ever no, calling. I thought it was good last Number time. one. But you've JP, you're, you've never been good on it. I thought Nate, I was good. Last you were really time. good. I the heard first I was time. the best person last time. I won That's episode. all I heard. Anyways, I got <laughs> I got some intros to do. All right, uh, you, you know social media, Instagram at Hotcakes and Hot Takes, Twitter at Cakes Talk, uh, Facebook Hotcakes and Hot Takes. You know where to find us. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and a few sponsorships. Uh, Fadeaway Barbershop, Brett Stoffnecker's will line you up. He's legit. Good guy. I got my hair cut there recently. He does a nice job. And then, obviously, Hampsey and Granny are associates. All right. Just a reminder, they specialize in buying, renting, and property management. Hashtag 44. Let's Hashtag go, dude. 44. Let's go Everyone dude. here knows him. I guarantee you. Money. If, Money. Kevin. If we, if we ever have to buy a place around here, I'm going through Hampsey. Of course. It's him, Mike Grenier, Christine Lavery. It's an all-star crew. All right. And don't forget, if you purchase or rent a house with them, and you mentioned hot cakes and hot takes, you get $100 off of your first deposit. $100. Get out and buy, people. $100 is good $100, deal. like I said before. It's not bad. Buy a lot of things with that. And he's, yeah, in fact. And he's a nice guy. But you guys ready to dive into some football? I'm down. Let's do some Let's football. Let's get after it. All right, well, I think it's pretty safe to say that was a wild, wild card weekend. Oh, of course. I mean, every game was good except for that, except for that Colts game. I mean, I would say except for that Bears game. That Bears game was just... Oh, Colts are no, but, no, the Bears game, game was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Colts <laughs> game was, was a blowout. Game. The Colts. Nick Foles threw two Colts interceptions. Why so did I have to cut you out so of the podcast right Trubisky, dude. It was ugly. I know. It was an ugly played game, but it was still close. I'll watch an ugly game if it's still kind of close. And that's a defensive battle. It sucked. It was so, a double doink. But I nah, wouldn't say the Colts suck. game was all this game. I was surprised. I thought that. Houston. Okay. Let's I start, was surprised. Let's start with the Cowboys game. Okay. Cowboys, like I, like I put on Instagram, I'm not backing, backing from my pick. I got the Cowboys in the Super Bowl against the Pats. Mm-hmm. And you guys can run your mouths, say what you want. For want, some reason, there's something about this Cowboys team that I like, and they look pretty good. Yeah, I want to hear what you got to say about them. I'm you talk. They look pretty good. Zeke, Zeke dominated. He did. Oh, yeah, I like 170 rushing can, yards, ran like a grown-ass man, and he said Dak played like a grown-ass man after the game. Dak made some big boy runs. He Saints scored two touchdowns. They could beat the Saints. They could beat the Saints. No, no, they play the, they play the Rams. No, the I Eagles said they won. did right. beat the Saints earlier this year. They did. Now, I, I know. They, saying, after that game, I thought they were really good. No, and they're probably going to have to play the Saints. I have them. the Rams? I have them going into L.A., beating the Rams, call me crazy, and then I have them beating the Saints like they did earlier this year. Why is that so crazy? Why Rams are kind of banged up, right? Mm-hmm. Rams are a little banged up on offense. The Rams they don't play well at home. The past three weeks, they let up a fuck ton of. Uh, I feel like when you play at home, weather you don't really have home field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No so games. you're playing in LA. I feel like it's anyone's game. Good game, and then we had the and then we had the Texans Colts game. That was a big surprise. I thought Houston was a luck. That was I a thought big Houston surprise. was going to come out and play with some nuts, bro. bro. They I, got the, rolled the over. Hot, the Colts are hot. I didn't realize the Colts defense was that good. 
They're I didn't 11. realize they were. T- they had They're 11 out of 12. They're running all over the Texans. Yeah, they've won 11 out of the last 12. So really? also, yeah, they yeah but the, the Texans won a lot this year in a row. You know they what I mean? They, they had nine in a row. Nine in a row. They were considered hot. Why? How are you gonna get blown out at home? But the I guess Deshaun Watson is, 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 is Michael Jordan. Their offense was awful, and I don't think the Colts' defense is that good. The Texans were the harder. Colts I mean, defense. Colts They're not that the great. It's top ten in the league. That's the top four. So I mean, them and the Chiefs is a shootout. That's no, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't give them. I don't give them any chance against the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs. They're the hottest team in the NFL. I'm giving them a chance. You think the Colts can go into Kansas City and beat them boys, Pat Mahomes? First game. First Mahomes. First playoff game. As a Patriots fan. I'm definitely hoping that happens. I'm hoping for the Colts win. Definitely oh, hoping true. that happens. So I can go Do and I shoot see it happening? one more game. I don't know. True. I mean, Mahomes' first playoff game. Okay. So it's that's tough. our, so that's our case on that. Okay, game. what about that's the Rangers? high-scoring game. What about high-scoring the... game. Definitely in the 30s, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have, Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning by 20-plus. Oh, no I do not have plus. that. No way. I have that. I just, no that's way. just my so you can totally Pat Mahomes is that good, guys. He's going to come out and dominate that game. So is MVP. Uh, Andrew Luck is proven it's too. It's hard to play there. Right. It's, it's tough to play in that stadium. You know that. It is. It is. Andrew you know Luck that. Stadium. Very okay, well. that's enough. Okay, we got the Ravens Chargers. Four thirty on Saturday. Can I? Can I give my take on that? Yeah. Joe Flacco Joe should have played in that second half. half. No doubt. At least no in doubt. the fourth quarter. No, I'm starting him. Give Lamar Jackson. Give Lamar Jackson two series. This is my point, though, guys. Going in, going into halftime, they had negative two passing yards. I have Joe Flacco sitting over there, a former. Super Bowl champ led my team through the Super Bowl. I'm not even going to give that dude a chance. I'm not even going to give him a look. Yeah, but he This played. is the playoff, bro. And it's not about teaching the young guy. It's about winning that game right there. Well, and I knew that and I knew their their high school situation. Well, their Lamar, high school style why offense. Why would you play sucked. Tony Romo in that situation now? It's the same th- same situation. Lamar exactly. Jackson kind of brought him back. He did. He and went 5-1-4-1. He, he went 5-1-4-1. Midway through the four. The kid was 7-1. He won on the road at L.A. That you high school, like I said, like I said, that high school style offense is doesn't work in the playoffs. You're getting rid of Joe Flacco next year anyways. When guys are playing extra hard. Jim Harbaugh did it with Colin Kaepernick. You're getting rid of him anyways. Colin Kaepernick also had through darts. Yeah, but Colin Kaepernick but, had a really oh, good arm. That's another thing. Lamar Jackson cannot throw it. You can also give yeah. a shout out to the Chargers team. Okay. Chargers Lamar Jackson good. can't throw the ball. The Chargers played three safeties at linebacker all game. Mm-hmm. And they just stuffed Lamar Jackson. Because they're so all like, quick. That's all you they're need to quick. do to they're stop fast. an option-style offense There was like a that. point in the third quarter, though, he, that Joe Flacco should have won that. Yeah. I think he should have won in mid-game. It was I don't know mid-game. Game, I, was, I know. He, won well, you gave no, I'm not Lamar saying Jackson. Start. I'm saying Well, maybe you gave Lamar Jackson two series after the no. halftime, and Steve, then if he does not, like I said, going to get rid of Joe Flacco anyways. Not Why not give the kid a chance to play off? Where does Flacco is trying to win that game. Where do you want to see Flacco go next? And that second half, good. Joe Flacco should have gotten a couple right. series. I'll okay. Joe Flacco would have done any better. You're good in the Jaguars. You told me that. Eight right games? Yeah. Eight games? Go. When was the last time? Come on. So where's Flacco going go next, Dan? A lot of teams that need a quarterback. Jaguars. Giants. 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 Jaguars. Jaguars and Jaguars hurting. Jaguars would be a great Jaguars are a quarterback. Yeah, a good, really good defense. Jaguars. Joe Flacco's Jags won their Super Bowl against the Pats sucked. in week four. And the, the, then the Jags they just this year. That was a really disappointing year as the Jags. Yeah. That was pretty embarrassing. I thought they were going to be one of the top well, the teams. Well, the AFC, I thought AFC they were South ended up showing up. Yeah, because obviously the Colts are the playoffs. Because Colts lost five in a row. Texans. And then you got the Texans, almost was the Tennessee Titans, who almost made the playoffs. Yeah, but were, any, were those teams actually game? threats? Not mm-hmm. really. Those Not teams really in that the AFC. Good. I mean, although the Titans did daddy the Pats earlier this year. Okay, and then we have and then we have the double doink Bears Eagles. How do you miss that? 
bro, like I'm a, I put on, I, I put on Instagram, like stop booing the dude because he didn't yeah, mean, he, yeah, Terrible like that's fans. classless right there. But at the same time, you're paid millions of dollars. It's your job. You gotta, you I know, it kind of goes on with all he does every day. It's he lifts, job. he prepares, he eats, he does everything to kick a football. Let's think about, and you, I know there's a lot of pressure. Missed field goal this year though. I mean, this year has been he like second most time high. Dude, I was gonna say, no, also a league round. I'm saying, like, kick no, I know, but that dude, kicker had the second oh, yeah, most know, yeah, No, you gotta love the Steelers. Go for two NBC, every time, dude. NBC just <laughs> throwing them in the fucking dark. Uh, sorry for the <laughs> sorry for the language. <laughs> they show all of his highlights of all of his missed field goals after he missed that. They <laughs> were like, just a stat. Look at this doink. Tied most second most field goals this year. I'm like, oh fuck, this guy's gonna come out and he doinks it. Like, Both upgrades. Can I say something real quick? Steve, yeah. Thanks you, for raising you your know, hand. You ever wonder it's why class. professional soccer players don't come to the U.S. and be field goal kickers? Why? Just that. Why? Why is it chicken across the road? They make way more money. They're making but no, when you retire, though. When you retire as a soccer player and you're done... Because they come play the MLS I don't think, money. I don't think, Shout out I don't Pierre, think, But, but I don't necessarily goals. think all great soccer players are all great field goal kickers. I think some of them, some not all soccer players can boot a fucking football. They boot a soccer ball in a certain position. Yeah, so get it. Okay, so we got be. so we got championship. We so right. we got these games coming up. I'm gonna release this tomorrow night. We're gonna keep our picks. I beat Hoodie last time we did pick them. Nice. We're gonna pick them and we're gonna book it. Mm-hmm. I got the Chiefs. You didn't score. What? You didn't score. Just pick them. Just score. Just score. Uh, <laughs> not even just pick them. Yeah. What? Pick them, pick them and score both. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Like the, like pick them the score? The score yeah, of the game? Okay. Yeah. Okay, you got the Chargers coming in New England. What's your prediction? You up, mate? Uh, <laughs> Blowout. No. Nah. I got my score. I got Pats winning by eight points. I don't know what the score is, but eight points. It's a pretty close game. I got a 24-21 game, New England Patriots. 24-21? Mm-hmm. I get the pads when I'll be out that touchdowns. game. So I'm saying, I'm thinking like 28. You're so underestimating like LA, dude. LA's scary good. LA's at home. home. Melvin Gordon has a sprained ankle. They're at home, but still. But the, I, I think the Pats are gonna win. But I think dude, dude last year, the, last year, you gotta get Brady hype. You're gonna be there, right, Steve? I'll be at 32. Yeah, you gotta be in that locker. I'll be on that field. Dude, the Pats played the Chargers last year. You're goddamn right. Dude, they played the Chargers last year, and I'm pretty sure they won by two points. 32-33. I don't know for a fact, but they beat the Chargers by two points last year. It's going to be a close game. 30s like that? It's going to be a close game. The Pats D is number four in the league. How can you say they they suck? suck. Pats D sucks. They've proved it I bet the Pats give up 27 points. points. So if they can score more than 27, they win. You don't have any faith in our offense. No, I, I, do. I have a lot of faith right now. I have, I have more a lot faith of points, I, I guess, when you really think about it. That team has been to playoffs multiple multiple times. The, so we're all booking it. Each of those the guys. Chargers Pats. Secondary we're all choosing sucks. the Pats. The Chargers secondary sucks. Are you we're taking the weather. Going. We t- yeah. Yeah. James White. We're taking the weather. got to get James White going. What? Can't forget the weather. It's supposed to snow. It's going to be cold. I'm taking Tom Brady in the snow. It's going to be cold. Chargers went back to the West Coast for absolutely no reason. But... I will say Phil Burrows okay. won on the road at Arrowhead. Okay, we talked year. Colts, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams. Story, I think the I'm Cowboys go in there and they punch weather. them in the mouth. What was it? No, sorry. The Cowboys are playing the... Uh, e- no, they're Rams. playing the Rams. You're right. Rams? Rams. Rams, that's right. Okay, yeah, I get the Cowboys going in there and blowing them out. I mean, not not blowing them out, but I expect to send a close game to an extent. Too many good I'd like to see the Cowboys It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. I'd like to see the Cowboys I'm rolling with... I'm rolling with Skip Bayless. 
I'm rolling with Skip Bayless. And Skip? I hate to say it because I, I hate kinda, Skip Bayless. I want to see Dallas like kind of Stephen succeed, A. Smith. Because I want to see him going against Stephen A. Stephen A's been like imagine that all this year. You know Cowboys, Pat, Super Bowl guys. Just I don't think like about the it Cowboys for a second. In the Super Bowl, I don't see Jerry the Cowboys Jones just bought a four hundred million dollar yacht Saints, today. Saints. That's Cowboys how rich that dude is. Imagine seeing his team. In the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick and the Pats, the most storied franchise in the last 20 years. Might be the league I still don't even know who I want to see from the NFC, to be honest. I want to see the Saints. What about Eagles? Okay, Dude, okay what about the Eagles against Drew the Saints? Tom Brady, what about, Super Bowl what about the Eagles? Saints. What about be, the Eagles against the Saints? Screw Nick week? Foles. I want to see Nick Foles. I, I, lose. I think, I think the Nick Foles train is like the Case Keenum train. It's going to run out. It's going to run out of time. You think he's going to get blown out of the water? Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna get blown out of the yeah, water, but I, I think the, the train. Yeah. I think the. I think the success. I think I the, the Saints, Saints just hearing that. all this shit about the Eagles is gonna piss them off. And Thirty, Drew yeah, thirty-five, twelve. Let me get the record. Like thirty-five, fire. twelve. The Eagles come no, out. The Eagles fire. Fuck yeah, the Eagles' yeah. offense really isn't that good. It's not good. Yeah, he threw for fuck two picks Eagles. that game. That's, he's going against the best That's defense ugly. in the league, though. The only player I respect on the team is Chris Lawrence. I just honestly, I just want to see. I want the Pats to roll. I want to see some good ass games. Yes or no? I want to see some close games. Oh, NFC games yeah. are going to be pretty close. You know what was not a close game? That game last night. That game was an absolute joke. I thought Bama was going to show up and actually play. Well, ever since that first second most freshman quarterback ever and freshman wide receiver at daddy the shit out of a bunch of all, a b- bunch of future uh, NFL players, huh? daddied them. How does that happen? He came in with that hair and just said, "Fuck you guys, I'm going to town." It he just threw for really 347 like, yards. I'm just like going to say his, I'm gonna say his high school stats right now, just so my listeners know. 160, By the way, they're unbelievable. 160 touchdowns, 13,000 passing yards. It just feels in high school. like... 161 Bama times he threw for a touchdown. That is down. retarded. Feels like everyone should have been talking about Clemson all year. Pretty sure that guy... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's that's what I'm trying to get at. But the ACC, JP, was weak. Right. So they didn't but, have a lot of those big-time wins. They didn't play SEC teams. But now everyone should start looking at... Clemson as they're as good as Bama. Oh, Bama they're neck plays and neck. shit teams too. Neck and neck right Bama now. Bama plays a crap ton of. They're both one eight. No, those right. guys are both one eight for me. Fact. Dude, besides like those the top both ten teams in college football, it's just a huge drop off. I don't know what happens to the ACC because Florida State. You should. Go, they won a couple national championships. All their, oh, all their, all their quarterbacks are transferring to Last Chance U. It's like last, every quarterback in Last Chance U was. I, I, See ya. Where'd you go to school? Yeah, I didn't work out at Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every you know, guy, they, they it's want like, me. What are they doing? off North Carolina. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky went there. They were okay. They were decent there. for a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, Nothing the crazy. ACC has gone down. Mitchell Trubisky can't throw the ball. It seems like though. That's why. It, that's why the the committee. He led his team. The he's led his team to the postseason this year, they Steve. Lost. Why are you, why are you chirping a guy who had a twelve and four season? I mean, I was completely. Oh, the rookie. The Bears exceeded everyone's expectations. The Bears. Yes, oh, no true. doubt. They were the, yeah, they they Bears were the They were the biggest upset. I think. I don't think they were picked to finish third. They were the biggest upset in in NFL. Yeah, losing, like no, no losing doubt. that game. Oh no doubt. No, no, yeah, we're no, talking about the overall season. They should have won that. Game. I didn't see them winning twelve games, guys. We're on college football. That's what I'm okay. saying. Right, Reel it back in. Fishing pole. Reel it back in. I got two. Obviously better. That's I got two. We're from yeah. New England, man. Who watches college football for real? I watch. I, I watch. You I watch. I watch the championship game. I watch. Obviously, I went to a playoff game. That's it. That's fire. No, I didn't watch. I watched maybe like two or three during the entirety of the season. I did not. My Saturdays were not spent watching college football. I was usually drinking. I'm saying. Yeah. Usually. That was the plan. I'm more a basketball guy. By noon. Beer die. Yep. Beer die. Yep. 
Yeah, not sitting down, though. Sitting down is the hardest oh, way. That's why it's the best way. You guys are tweaking. You guys are stupid. Uh, we play sucks. Beard Eyes sitting down. I don't... I don't... Ne- never played it any other We're way. We're sorry. It's I've never played it any we other way. So much more. If, if, I anybody, me, please, you if there's anybody out there who plays Beard Eye, please tell me you play it sitting down. No. Please. Leave guys, a comment. Why would you do so that, It is so much please. easier. Come on. Standing up all the way. What do you mean you can make... No doubt. Way more... What are you, like, out? No, yeah. I don't know. I just like you can make enough. You're drinking. You're getting way too drunk. Yeah, dude. And if that's you, why you have the beer you right throw there. it over, like that might, person might just run you into you for it. no reason. What do you, you guys just fucking like whip it? Yeah, you put it. Like, you to throw the sky, it like bro. thirty. I'm, I'm sorry, but you got to throw it like this. Yeah, you put it. You got to throw it like this. You put it to the sky. Let it roll off. Yeah. Okay. You got to go up like a layup. So it's settled. You guys are a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. You play the real way. Yeah. You play the wrong way. Always more. The fun. listeners will agree with us because yeah, most of our listeners are from Keene in this area. Keene State, okay. baby. How are we? Shout out Keene. Yeah, oh, let's go Keene. Yeah. All right. So let's right now, I think it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we want to cut. Let's cut to that let's interview. Cut. All right. We got an interview with one of the best basketball minds I've ever talked to. The dude educated me to the fullest extent. His name's, his name's Artie. <laughs> his name's Artie Litowski. Uh, ex uh, Piston Scout. Very good friends with Jeff and Stan Van Gundy. Um, current Rocket Scout, I just learned. He he's the regional scout for the Rockets, which is pretty dope. All right, so this is my interview time. with him. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut to this, and we'll be back in a sec. Live. All right, I am joined here live by uh, legendary New England basketball mind uh, Artie Lutowski, uh, ex Detroit Piston Scout. Uh, he's been just basically around basketball his whole life. Artie, thank you for uh, hopping on the show with me. Uh, it's nice to get. You know, some some professionalism, some professional guy on the show. But uh, ready to dive into this? Let's yeah. do it. All right, so talk to me a little bit about how you first fell in love with the game and uh, your playing career. And please don't be modest. My dad's told me a little bit about your playing career. But, you know, high school, college, what, what really made you fall in love with the game of basketball? Well, you know, the older you get the better you were, right? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. My dad says the same thing. His, his, his three-point percentage goes up 5% every single time he talks about it. Dad was a heck of a shooter. Yep. I'm not lying. Whatever he says, I believe. Yep. Yep. You come from a great basketball family, too. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. I hope your listeners know that. Mm-hmm. David was a heck of a player for us at Franklin Pierce. You had a good career in your family. Uh, you're a whole lot more legendary than I am mm-hmm. you know, after the Springfield mm-hmm. and deservedly Thank so. Thank you. Thank you. But no, I grew up outside Philadelphia in the late 60s at a time when there was only three sports. There was no there was basketball, baseball, football. You played mm-hmm. them all the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone played basketball. I mean, you did. You played basketball, mostly outside. Mm-hmm. And um, How were the courts out? Was, was, was it street ball? Was it like you had to fight ball. to get on the court? Total, total street ball. It was total street But that I, probably I, what made you a tough-ass guy, player. I, you know what I, I mean? I played at places when you got there. Uh, and in those days, college, there was no AAU. Mm-hmm. Colleges, when college players, I was a college player. I didn't, I didn't make the high school team. Really? That's another story. Mm-hmm. But I, we, we grew up in the area, Delaware County, right outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. College players um, couldn't play summer league because the NCAA had a rule because the scandal of the 1950s, your older view, uh, listeners will recognize this, during the 50s there was a huge scandal uh, point shaving in college mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. And they traced its origins to... Uh, the Catskills in the summertime. Yeah. Like all these college players would come up there and the gamblers would rub And the shows. gamblers, yeah, would, would the, bring the, them in and be the, like, Well, hey. the, kid, the kids would wait tables and stuff, but the, the gamblers got to know them and, and, and so they, they, they banned it all mm-hmm. through the 60s, basically. Mm-hmm. So you'd play these pickup places in Philadelphia, places out, 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 out Penn Pines, mm-hmm. Bailey Park, 
Chester Park, and mm-hmm. you'd get there, you know, six o'clock at night, and if you lost, you might as well go home. Might as well because there were so many guys so many, there. Saturday yeah. mornings, ooh, yeah, and it was like I learned at a young age, you got to do what you got to do to win. I mean, I exactly. I couldn't shoot like your dad, I couldn't shoot like my son, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you know, I, I knew how I knew but how you to found win. your niche. You I knew found how to win. Niche. I was a yeah. point guard, and I always got the ball the right guys, mm-hmm. and I knew if I want to stay on the court. Okay, who can shoot it? Let's get him the ball. Yeah. Do I got a big guy? Let's get him the ball. Yeah. He can't catch that ball. I'm not gonna throw it to him. Because well, if he drops it, we're gonna lose, and I'm sitting for two hours. Exactly. And you guys, knew. You knew who to guys get the ball would to. Get yep. pissed. Yeah. I can remember. Oh, man, oh, even the little town I lived in Ridley Park, we had played on Park Street. Just it was just so we were just so competitive. Mm-hmm. It was so competitive. You was just you know you, you want to see on the court, and even if it wasn't that kind of situation, you know, as a coach, you're always trying to get teams to. Especially defensively, take it personal. Yeah. Now, is, it, like is that a, something you did when yeah, on the defensive yeah. end? Well, but I feel like in today's game, if you get scored on, people don't take it as personal. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you know, back when my dad played and back when you played, you no one wanted to get scored on because that was that guy telling you that he's better than you. You know what I mean? And that is pretty much a slap in the face. That's kind of taking your manhood right there, taking your girlfriend, you know, taking your lunch money, kind of shit like that. I feel like in today's game, defense isn't preached. As much, I mean, you coached at the college level. When you recruited a guy, did you look at how he got in a stance on defense, or did you more look at can this guy get me buckets? It was funny. I, I, I probably to my detriment, I did recruit a little bit defensively because it seemed like as a high school coach and as a college coach, all my good teams had a lockdown guy mm-hmm. or two. Like when I was a high school coach, I always get a football player too if I could. I always mm-hmm. need a football player. It mm-hmm. could be a lockdown defensive guy. Uh, yeah. That that's probably not as much anymore. I mean, the the game's definitely changed. Um, but but I, I I still think the teams that win guard. Exactly. I still think it's, it hasn't have, changed. You have, I think you have to guard to, yeah, to so. be successful. I think so. But so you so these these games and so were the college coaches come to these street ball games to watch you guys no. play? No. No. So no, how no. did you get looked at by colleges? Didn't didn't. I, it was just so different back then. You had to play in your high school team. And I I went to a small high school up to a ninth grade, a little mm-hmm. town right outside of Philly, mm-hmm. and then we merged with another town. Yeah. Another two towns. And my high school had 500 kids in it, grades 7 through 12. Kind of like Conan. But 7 through 12, that's tough. But, but when we merged in 10th grade as a sophomore, my my 10th grade class had over 650 kids oh, in it. So you guys went to a way bigger yeah. school. yeah. And, and so we got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And I, I I didn't even go out my sophomore year because it was just overwhelming. My mm-hmm. junior, senior, I went out. I probably should have made the team. Mm-hmm. But I didn't because the high school basketball coach was an assistant football coach, oh, and he kept yeah. football players. Yeah, and I, I and it wouldn't have changed their season. I wasn't that good at that point, that mm-hmm. kind of player. But I, I was a late bloomer, and you know I I tell a story I tell my son. Yeah, I'd go to these games in the park and play and, and wait to get picked up and hopefully get in the game. But two years out of high school, I was picking. <laughs> I was doing the picking. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I just got better real quick. I matured late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a late bloomer and. Uh, had a good career at a place called Bloomsburg University, Division Bloomsburg II School. University. Is that still a Division uh, II University? Yeah, yeah. It's still there? It's still in a state college yeah. conference. Yep. Now back, so Division II. So you know, when I first went, there was an AIA, and then it was Division II. Mm-hmm. And it, it was uh, it was good basketball. And Philadelphia was just a just a great basketball oh. town. I'd, I'd play pickup games, and I'd throw names. Well, you, yeah, because you've probably played with guys who from Division I schools, guys who probably all, went all over the, to play some Villanova's backcourt was a guy named Tom Inglesby, Whose son Marty played at Notre Dame is now the coach at Delaware. Oh, Tom, sure. His dad was a better player. Tom played for Atlanta Hawks, 
and his black court mate grabbed him, Eddie Hastings from Corner Hara. Yeah. Now, Tom was from Corner Hara, and Eddie, I think, was Monsignor Bonner. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you, great. And you, you played were playing with these guys, pick up? You, you walked on the court, and there were there was well, some big to, time D1 guys. Well, you had, you had to go to, you weren't getting on unless you could play. By that time, I could play. Mm-hmm. I, I learned to play in Ridley Park, where I grew up, and then gradually extended myself and went mm-hmm. and started going these, these these better places. And yeah, you, you waited your turn, but you didn't go to some of those places unless you had some game. Yeah. And, and they, they weren't going to let scrubs on there. Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, big five guys, uh, great coach at Lafayette. Fran O'Hanlon was a terrific player in Villanova mm-hmm. back in 1970. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran Dumphy, the coach at Temple. I met Dumphy at a place called Garrett Road. Yeah. The court was a, a, a elementary school and a very short court, and the court was kind of slanted. The but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. If you wanted the ball, you... The players were there. Yeah. Garrett Road, and that's where I met Fran Dumphy. Yeah. And he was a great player at LaSalle, and now he's you know, his mm-hmm. team big five coach at Penn and Temple, and uh, Steve Donnie, the coach at Penn, former coach at BC. I met him closer to my home when I was much older, because he was younger than me. Mm-hmm. I was in my 30s playing against TV. He went through science. He was a D3 player. So yeah, you saw these guys who could play, and Philly basketball, I don't know how aware you were. Philly basketball's really special. It's the best college basketball in the country, because we got All those five schools. Are so schools, close together. The big five, yeah. and, and uh, you grew up Dreaming about the plestron. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how were the Sixers when you were growing up too? Like, were they, were they legit? Here's how they were. They were, they were maybe twenty minutes from my house. Twenty. Two dollars a seat. Two dollars. Two seat. bucks to get in. My senior year, the year after they traded the will. Yeah. My senior year, I'm not lying. I must have seen thirty games. You went. We, you were able to go thirty pay, games. We'd park on Pattinson Avenue. Wouldn't pay for parking. Man, walk that's the in. Dream. That's the dream. Get right the two power up. Yeah. And get the seat, and then for whatever reason. The, the ushers there weren't real strict, so we'd just steal seats. And we'd really? pay for a $2 seat, and we'd sit in the middle. In fact, the All-Star game in 69, I was too, because it was a bad, stormy night. It was yeah. a rainy night. So people didn't... People didn't show, and yeah. I, sat, I sat like two rows. All-Star right, game in 69, you were at the All-Star from game. From Red Auerbach. <laughs> really? Now, <laughs> can you tell me some of the guys who were playing in that game? Uh, from Philly, Billy Cunningham. Yeah. Kangaroo Kid. Uh, great Hall of Famer, Hal Greer. Yeah, Hal Greer game. was nasty, yeah. Yes, he was from Marshall University. Only guy in the history of the game that shot a jump shot from the free throw line. And really? And never missed it. It was just automatic. Never missed it. And I went, back to, I went back to the Spectrum when I was like a junior in college, to uh, sophomore college, to see him score his 20,000th point. He was an NBA legend. The Philly had 20,000 points. Hal yeah. Greer, um, great player. Billy Cunningham, Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was it was right there, and, See, and the, 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 the NBA wasn't that big, so you're seeing you're seeing them all come in. True. I mean, and plus Wilt was a Sixer and mm-hmm. a Warrior. Mm-hmm. I saw Wilt play at the high school I eventually went to, and a, and a, and how a much bigger was he than everyone else? See, everybody. see, my argument for Wilt is a lot of people. Why a lot of people don't put him in the greatest players argument is because he was so much bigger than every other center back then. Is that true? No. When you saw him, was he just like a freak, just a stilt? He was, was a still. freak athletically. Yeah. yeah. Look at his back. Well, he was huge. He was yeah, listed well, at, what, th- almost 300 pounds, right? He was he, huge. He was jacked. And he went to Kansas and... Dominated In the there. springtime, yeah. he, he high-jumped like seven feet. He, he high-jumped seven feet. He was feet. an amazing athlete. That's ridiculous. See, ama- people don't now, get that. He, people he, just he, think of him as he, a stiff, he, get the he, ball down low and just no, put he, it over He wouldn't practice, wouldn't work this game. He was Will. In mm-hmm. fact, the, the great uh, high school scout out of New York City, Tom Kinchowski, Mm-hmm. Who started five star? The whole five star stuff. He started the, the whole five star. He was thing? part of the camp, yeah. And the NCAA made him split, so he took the uh, evaluation report called 
HSBI. Well, that's what players are known as. If you're four or five star, five star recruit, yeah. Tommy K's from New York. He's mm-hmm. a guy who won your podcast. Yeah. Tommy K calls Shaq. He used to call Shaq Wilt Light. <laughs> really? Because Wilt, I mean, I mean, even now, Debbie, like you look. Once a week, someone will break an NBA record, do something. Like last year, Dwight Howard, for the first time in his career, scored 30 points and had 30 rebounds in a game. Good for Dwight. Well, average 50 and 20 for a season, didn't well, he? Well, they looked at it and said it's been done 41 times, and Wilt did it like 30 times. Ah. And I told, I told my son this mm-hmm. when he was young, and every once in a while, almost every other week, mm-hmm. he'll text you something about a record. Something happened the other day. Someone broke a record. Yeah. Some did some. Hadn't been done since Wilt. Yeah. It's, it's always will. So yeah. I grew yeah. up with that, and the Sixers were good. So being in Philly at that time with the NBA coming through, and there weren't that many teams. I mean, there was no Europe. You made the NBA, or you didn't play pro ball. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it was it was it was a quite a quite an upbringing in terms mm-hmm. of basketball, with the college and the pro and mm-hmm. and the see, backyard. See, a lot of people. I we we did a segment where we ranked our top five players ever, and I had Wilt in mind. And a lot of people's knock was. You know, back then, the players couldn't compete in today's NBA. But I said, no. But I said, no, look at Wilt's size and look at his strength. You put Wilt Chamberlain in today's game, and I think he's the best center in the league. Some players I think he's the best center in the league. Some players could. A lot of players couldn't because we're so much more athletic Exactly. But I think just because of his physical stature. Wilt could. I mean, how talented was he? Was he, like, could he back down a dude in the post? Shimmy one way, go underneath, and reverse it on a dude's head. You have to understand. He, he, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's averaged 50 points a game. You've got to be good. But there's no three seconds. There was no three seconds back then, right? At that point there was. Yeah. At that point there was? Okay. They widened the lane for him. They changed rules for him. I know. I know. He, That's how dominant You know what? Was. There's a great book for your listeners. You want to read a great book on basketball. It might be out of print. It might not be. It's called Loose Balls about the ABA. Yeah. And not only was Will an amazing athlete, he was just the best dude out there. They tell a story in the he, book. So he had that dog mentality. No, 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 no. He just was the he. The people just were afraid of him. Yeah. He was so <laughs> strong. They tell a story. The Indiana Pacers were a great ABA team. A great Roger Brown. Um, uh, who was the real big guy they had? Um, See, oh, people the, don't realize that the ABA back when the NBA first ABA. came about, the ABA yeah. was just as good. I mean, some. Dr. J some. balled out in the some. ABA for a while. Some. He was NBA. He was best player in the some, ABA. But there, 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 there was a. Uh, a big dude, I'll think of it later in the podcast, but mm-hmm. a big dude playing for Indiana. And Indiana's were brawlers. They were fighters. Mm-hmm. So Will left the Lakers, and then he retired. And the following year, decided to go play for a lot of money with the San Diego Conquistadors, the Cubans. I did hear about but that. But yeah. a court order out of Los Angeles, of course, forbid him from playing. Mm-hmm. So the owner wanted to keep Will around, so they pay him to coach. Well, Will didn't really coach, but he wanted to get paid. So he'd yeah. come to some games in sandals, would never come to practice. He'd show up. So they're playing the, the Pacers out in, in, out, out in California. Don't tell me they started running them out. And now there's a, there's a fight. Oh. And, and um, one, of the, one of the Pacer guards gets in it with the, the big dude from 6'10 um, from Indiana. He was a great player in his own right. Mm-hmm. And Will was allegedly coaching. And they got into a, a fight <laughs> right in front of the bench. Oh, yeah. At, at the, in front of the, the Crystal Court bench. Yeah. So Will goes out there and he grabs this guy and Picks him up off the ground. This, is this guy's six ten. This is a trainer from we'll, the Pacers. And we'll just go. We'll pick him up. up. And the Pacer band started because they oh, thought they were going to brawl. No. And when they saw him pick him up, they just stopped. <laughs> the whole team just stopped. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going after him. him. Yeah. He, he, he was such a force of nature. So that's the thing in Philly mm-hmm. I grew up with. You know, I mean, Sixers were always good. Not always. That's good. when basketball was starting to become like 
gaining popularity, right? It was gaining popularity. Unless the team stunk, which they did in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But when, when, when the Sixers were good, that place was packed that and place rocking. Was rocking. And the Big Five, you know, the Big Five, Villanova, Penn, Temple, mm-hmm. South St. Joe's, mm-hmm. they were always good. Yeah. So basketball's a big part of the city, and I went, went and walked on to Bloomsburg State College and didn't get recruited. I know. How were you guys there? Pretty successful? You guys uh, got a pretty good team? Program. I, we, we were, I played for a guy, Charlie Constor. I went there and walked on... They, those days you had freshmen. Oh, you freshman walked. Team. You walked so on. I went they on the didn't. Team. They didn't. You you weren't recruited. No. You went there. You I walked was, in, and nobody knew guy, you. I was the last guy in the freshman team. Yeah. But I started to grow. Started to get better. Get better physically. In my sophomore year, Did I you guys lift back then. Was, no, there, there was no. no lifting. It was just basically conditioning. I just conditioning. lived in the gym. I was yeah. just playing all the time. Gym rat. All the yeah. time. And I uh, I uh, I uh, began starting my sophomore year. A guy named At the Earl, point. Earl Voss was the coach. Yep. He left. Charlie Crosser came in, and Charlie retired there. One of the all-time D two coaches, like two thousand four. We're mm-hmm. still friends. So I played for Charlie for two years, and then I uh, coached high school basketball for nine years in different parts of Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania. So as soon as you got out of college, you started you started coaching yeah, right I coached away. Coached in Western PA, a place called Corn City High School, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. It makes Kona look like a city. Really? So we're, that's that's a place when during deer season, the first day of deer, you had no school. Really? And, and, everyone and, was just hot. And the principal told hot. you, don't have practice. Yeah. So I had it at night. Really pissed him off, too. <laughs> but I still had practice. <laughs> well, you're like, fuck, I'm, I yeah, don't care. It's decent. Were, were, were you a hunter? Were you one of the... No, so no. you were like, dude, I want a ball. My team, I'm not yeah, missing a day of practice. I'm not an yeah. idiot either. So, yeah. so uh, I went to this high school, and our, our big rival, this is a great, was East Brady High School, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And their starting center and quarterback was Jimmy Kelly. Jim Kelly? Jim Kelly. Oh, really? Jim Kelly. Yeah. East Brady. He can ball? He can do anything. He was a great athlete. Now, really? That's how big was he? How tall was six he? 6'4". He was 6'4". He was a man amongst boys. Really? And, and Strong? And his, wide shoulders? His high school made Cone look like a big high school. It was mm-hmm. so... East Brady doesn't exist anymore. It's so tiny. Mm-hmm. And he was a bad dude, and he was our rival. And I went to the other side of the state, closer closer to Allentown, Reading, just north of Philly, mm-hmm. a place called Kutztown, where there was a state college. Yeah, I heard and then, and then I was there for seven years. And So what brought you to New well, England? Well, uh, I was playing this summer. Like, I played actively in my 30s. Yeah. Well, my dad used to tell stories, you and him playing one-on-one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dad and I loved to play. We were both both Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm uh, playing the summer league, and there's a, a guy from the college, Mark Lundslager, Kutztown State, playing. I played with Lonnie, 6'6", six, six, big, big dude, nasty mm-hmm. guy. So he didn't like the new coach of Kutztown who just came in. So he transfers. He transferred to a place called Franklin Pierce. Yeah, I yeah. never heard of it. Frank- in, so Ringe, in Ringe, New Hampshire. I get a phone like, call in October 1985. It's Mark. Yeah. And he says, Artie, the, the, the assistant coach has left here. It turned out to be Jay Lawson, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he went to Bentley, and now he's the head coach there. Mm-hmm. Jay left there. I totally go to They're Bentley. Good year, yeah. Always. So he said, Art, we need an assistant coach there. And I said, man, I have no experience. He said, I think they're pretty desperate. So I called Bruce Kirsch, mm-hmm. and Mark really recommended me. Bruce loved Mark. Yeah. So they flew me up, walked me around campus, and said, Listen. Now, how was the campus? Is it pr- pretty much pretty similar to what it is today, or there was even less? less. A was lot even less. less. A lot a less. less. So you're looking around like, this is a college? This looks I'm, like a I'm, high school. I'm looking around. Pretty college. Yeah. Real nice people. Got the lake there, First right? First of all, I got to take a pay cut. My mother never got that. Yeah. Second of all, they said, Listen, you can have the job, but you have to tell us right now. Because we have someone else that's going to take it, you know. And we just lost a guy, so I took it for sixteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, <laughs> which was a pay cut yeah. of, of 
eight or ninth one I guess from teaching. But it was were they at the Division two level? NAIA. NAIA. NAIA and that's it was, right. I was thirty four years old. Was basket thirty three years old. Was basketball full time. Mm-hmm. And that's I, and I said it's important in my life where I was teaching social studies. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I but, was coaching. Yeah. But, I, but I wanted to do basketball full-time. Mm-hmm. Well, it came down to how much you loved the game. Did yeah. you want to? want your whole yeah. life to be encompassed with the game? And it seems yeah. to me like you made the right It seems yeah. like to me like you made the I, right although decision. Although I miss teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. I love history. I love social studies. But mm-hmm. I wanted to coach full-time, and I did that. And then that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. So you, <laughs> then, I went, then I went from there. and, and you, were you, ever, you were never the head coach at Pierce, right? You were just oh, a, yeah. No, I was sitting I was for four years. Four years. And I had a great run as a 10-year head coach. 10-year head we coach. Yep, yep. Now, your dad, I was assistant when your dad played. Mm-hmm. But I took over in 89 when we went from, we went Division two in 88. Got our rear ends kicked, mm-hmm. and then Bruce became full time AD because it was too much to him coach and BAD, and I became the head coach, and we won seventeen my first year, beat a guy from Lowell named Stan Van Gundy a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Actually, split with him that year. I think everyone should know who Stan Van Gundy is. If the you next year, the game. Yeah. we were really good. Oh, you beat Stan? Beat. He, now, how, now, how well did he take get his ass beat? You know what? We, 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 he, we, we both got it that he was at a place low. Where he could, I could get kids in easier, and he respected what I did. I respect what he did, yeah. and uh, I had some success against him. That second year team I had ninety one was really good. Mm-hmm. My second team was we were an NCA finalist. We missed going to the Elite Eight on a block charge call. In fact, it how crazy did you it, go on that call? How, how nuts did you go? Eh, it should have been in our gym, but our gym was so small at that time. The NCA wouldn't let us host the game. What? So we we had to go. We were the top. So seed. where did you play the game? Assumption. You had you had to play a home game at Assumption College. That's those, an hour away. That's in, ridiculous. In, in those games, there, there were two leagues: there was Northeast Ten, and there was a league that we were in called the New England Collegiate Conference, which was the better league. Well, that's back when Bryant right was in. Bryant no, was no, division. No, not back that far. Not it back was, that it far. Was Sacred Heart. Yeah. Bridgeport, New Haven, Lowell, Bridgeport, Sacred Heart won the national title in '85. And back then, there was no Prop 48 at the D, at D2 level. Mm-hmm. So these guys were bringing in players, man. You, you, Manu Bowl went to Bridgeport Port. See, that's what Manu Bowl was in 76. <laughs> I never cut you just before you, I got there. You're telling me that not one Division One coach saw this seven foot six guy and went, you know what, I could use him on my team. So then he well, fell to the Division Two ranks? I, I, I just told you, no one really fell. He had no grades. No grades. We could yep. take those kids, and mm-hmm. they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Sacred Heart won the D2 title in 85 under a great coach named Dave Bike. Mm-hmm. They won the D2 national title. Is that, that what is that what spring them up to Division One? Yep. Well, mm-hmm. no, no, they waited a lot through that. They yeah. fought that, too. Yeah. They won it with no one over 6'5". But there were a couple transfers. They were really good. But they, were, but they probably and had then, some athletes. And then, yep. and then in 87, it was 87? 88. Mm-hmm. UMass Lowell won it. Yeah. They were Division Two for a while. And they were yeah. D2. And, that, and that wasn't with Stan. Mm-hmm. Stan came to Lowell two years later. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was at Franklin Pierce, and we had a great run in the NACC. Often, it was New Hampshire College then. Damn it, you go, we were playing New Hampshire College. You couldn't get in. Right. Our gym, you, their gym was, you couldn't get in. Those games were... Just gym, mobbed. Mobbed. We yeah. played them. We played them twice during the season, once at a preseason tournament, once at a league tournament. Now, was there One any, time, we played them five times. Now, was there any bad blood? It was no bad. Stand it was all. It was all professional. It was Stand, all professional. And, and they won most of them. I'm not gonna lie. Now, did you guys have any bad blood with any other teams? Did you? Did, was there one team where you were like, you guys showed up and you knew there might there might be a fist fight breaking out? You know what? And we, you know, the, the, the these were all tough kids, man. They were all we were all getting the same kind of mm-hmm. kids. Kids who should be at Division One, 
but because they didn't have the grades, quite yeah. frankly, they were Division Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time when Bruce was head coach, we had a brawl with Bridgeport, but I love the Bridgeport guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's called the NECC, and your dad played it. I tell you, Dad, mm-hmm. it was the nastiest league, man. It was Bridgeport, Lowell. I mean, Lowell won the national title in 88 and didn't win the league. Really? They got an outright bid and they just made they a run. They got that the large and yeah. made a run. Yeah. The better team was New Haven that year. Loaded. And that's why well, New were. Haven's a tough area. It's a very tough and area. Kid, they, they had a kid from Jersey who was in Sports Illustrated named Gary. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that kid's name from Bowden? Gary. Oh, man. Could shoot. Just they had great players. They had yeah. guys that should have been D1 yeah. guys. And we did too. I mean, I had mm-hmm. I oh, a lot of players, man. Mm-hmm. And then and then toward the end, uh, and Franklin Pierce in the late 90s, the league collapsed. And it folded, and uh, the NE10 made it very clear through my sources, we're not letting Franklin mm-hmm. Pierce this league. Because mm-hmm. they had themselves as the academic league, and the kind of yeah. smoothie league. Yeah. We weren't getting in, don't bother. Mm-hmm. So I went to AIC, and then a new commissioner. They hired a commissioner in the NE10. And you were there for how long? Uh, they, yeah. they hired a commissioner in the NE10, and he came in. The first thing he told the presidents is, we have to expand. Yeah. And they were totally against it. The ADs were totally against it. And so were the presidents. But the new commissioner said, you hired me, we got to do this. So we took, we took Franklin Pierce, Lowell, St. Rose, um, who else? Uh, New Haven. Mm-hmm. So some took, of the tougher schools. Some yeah. of the tougher schools, and, yeah. And, and we, we went that, and, but I had left by then. And the day mm-hmm. he became the head coach. Yeah. So I was, I was at AIC until 2014 until mm-hmm. I got the phone call from Stan and wanted to know if I'd be an advanced scout for yeah. Detroit Pistons. So, so before we get into your job with the Pistons, talk to me a little about how you got to know Stan and your relationship with him. And I know Jeff coached at... Castleton State, right? No, Jeff didn't. Nope, nope, nope. He didn't? Nope, nope, nope. Jeff didn't come into way there. Jeff took a different career path. He took the, a different the, career the, path. The, the yep. thing with Stan and Jeff you have to start with, if people don't get it, um, it's their dad. Yeah. Like you. Mm-hmm. If you go out and they came do from what you, if you do what you do in this business, you decide, and your brother goes, and your two Springfield boys are big-time legends, anyone knows the Springfield, you're going to say, well... And went back to David. And went back and to And Nancy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your mom. Exactly. you got to give her some credit, too. Facts. No, no. A lot of credit. A lot of credit, I know. So Stan's dad was Bill. He he played for Stan. Stan played for him at Brockport State, I think mm-hmm. it was. Also, in Cal- they're from California. And Jeff went to play at Yale. And left Jeff played Yale at Yale? For a year. He yeah. transferred to go play for his dad, Division Three. Really? <laughs> and Jeff's mom was going to kill him. <laughs> now, how was, now, how was Jeff as a player? You know, I never saw either Van Gundy play. You never D3 saw him play. guys. D3 guys. D3 yep. guys. Tough and dudes. Well, they're not big, white, they're, what, 5'10? Yeah, yeah. White guys. Tiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Van Gundy was the greatest guy. He was a Juco coach in Western New York when I knew him. Mm-hmm. He was such a great guy. Mm-hmm. I went to recruit his players when I was coaching against his son. So I'm thinking, well, this guy, I mean, he's going to, I mean, obviously, it's his kid. I'm recruiting guys to beat his kid. Mm-hmm. He'll be professional, but this is a great story. Yeah. kind of guy Bill is. And this is what the Van Gundys were about. Okay. So I go out to Genesee, New York. I drive five and I know hours. Genesee. I played baseball in Genesee, New York. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Which, yeah. he, which he respected. I drove that's out That's way there. out there. I that's, drove out that's there. That's church country, yeah. So I'm thinking, like, okay, he's going to be professional, but I, I get it if he's kind of a little distant because coaching... Against his, yeah, trying to get players to beat his son. Mm-hmm. So I watch his players, and he starts telling me about each guy. And by the way, I came to him very well. Mm-hmm. And when Bill Vingley told you a guy could play, just take him. And if he couldn't play, don't take him. Yeah. Or you don't want him, he's a jerk, he won't go to class, don't. Yeah. He was so never he that, wrong. He had, that, he had that trust factor, he had that totally. respect factor where he so, knew if a guy could play yeah, or not. Yeah. Yep. So I watched the practice, and um, I thank him, and I said, listen, coach, i got to head back, and 
I said, well, I can probably stop at a hotel on 90 here. Do you have any recommendations? He looked at me and said, you don't go to a hotel. You're staying in my house. Really? I said, it wasn't classic like it was a question. Right he, said, yep. no, he said, you're not going to. My wife's got dinner. We're going. And that was that. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing against the sun. And yeah. that's the Van Gundy's. He was and, just, he was and just, that's who Stan and Jeff were. Mm -hmm. They're exactly well, the that, same. I, I feel like... I feel like everyone, you know, you're you're almost you're a lot like your dad. I hear that a lot. You know, people talk to me and they're like, "Dad, you remind me so much of your yeah. dad." I'm sure you hear it from your son yeah. too. You know what I mean? People are like, "Man, Pat sounds Pat is a spitting <laughs> image of your pops." I feel like that just happens, and you know, it just life, it happens man. naturally. It's life, it's life. It's life. exactly. So, so you so you I, got to I, know Stan. I, I coached well. against Stan first of all when I was an assistant of Frank Pierce. Stan was the head coach at Caston State, mm -hmm. and they were our big rivals, and there was bad blood. Caston State was D2? No, they were NAI. NAI, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, they were, that was a big rivalry, because mm -hmm. we didn't have many rivals. Our schedule, that Mayflower conference your dad played in was terrible. There was only like four or five teams a year that you'd have to really worry about, and mm -hmm. Caston was one of them. Yeah. So I got to know Stan there, and we're both workaholics. So we, I was the road guy. He'd see me recruiting. He'd see me scouting. So everything about the road. So you guys would go scout the same players, recruit the same players, or or go scout the teams. We drive scout to the teams, we drive yep. to. So Stan left Castleton to go to Lowell, mm -hmm. and and you know he might have spent a year as an assistant at uh, at Fordham. He mm -hmm. came back to Lowell as a head coach, yep. and I, I'd see him more on the road. And we just both, you know. Basketball guys, and mm -hmm. I got to know his dad, and mm -hmm. I I got that seal of approval. And so you guys, where were you like were you friends, oh, decent friends, much, good friends? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Not great buddies, not in your wedding buddies. Mm -hmm. We and, and and we got to know each other. We got developed a mutual respect then. Mm -hmm. And when he left to go to Wisconsin, that's which, when he started becoming. And then and then he player. left while well, he got fired in Wisconsin. It was a nightmare. Really, people don't know that it was a horrible situation. Yeah, he um, got screwed there, mm -hmm. and it. Got in the NBA under Pat Riley in Miami, and he Pat Riley. Pat Riley brought him in. Oh yeah, because Jeff worked for Pat Riley in New York. Yeah, Jeff took a different path. Jeff Jeff was a high school coach, who went to Providence as a volunteer and mm -hmm. pretty much lived in his car, and and broke really? down tape and stuff for Patino mm -hmm. and just worked his way. He was such a workaholic. He understood the video stuff early on, and Patino would come in the office and everything would be done. In the morning. And that was mm -hmm. Jeff there staying over four or five in the morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff was a workaholic. So Jeff went... That's what you need to do to, to eventually move and, up and those Je levels. Jeff That's eventually got the NBA with Patino, and, and, uh, and, he, and he helped Stan get that job in Miami with Riley. And um, I'm not sure if Jeff was with Patino. I think he was. Because mm -hmm. he was a little bit promised. But anyway, you know, Stan went the NBA. So you get the call from... So you get the call Well, Stan from, went from Miami as head coach... To the Orlando. To Orlando. Where he had a pretty good... Very he had good. a pretty good career. He yeah, exactly. And he stayed in touch over the years. I mean, like he, every time he came to Boston, he'd leave me and Patrick tickets. Oh, get out and watch yeah. the game. And, yeah. and then when the finals there in Orlando, you know, we flew down to Miami, he got us a hotel room and got us tickets at half a Really? So classy yeah, guy. Really classy guy. Yeah, yeah. We weren't all that close, Dev. Yeah, we were close, a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. But he called me. And I said to him one time, I said, Stan, if you ever get to a point somewhere where I can help you, let me know. And I wasn't working for a job. I never thought about it. So I was, at, I, was, I was at AIC recruiting a kid who became a good player there from Albany. It was the last night of the recruiting period. I was there by myself in the hood, waiting to see this kid play, and my phone rings. And it's Stan. I saw the number, and he just got the job in Detroit. And I text him, congratulations, glad to see you back in the profession. Mm -hmm. And I pick up the phone. He says, so you want to come work for us? I never fell out of the car. I called my wife. She thought, NBA, I called, I called my Detroit wife. Pistons. She thought I was joking. Yeah. 
And I didn't know what an advanced scout did. Mm-hmm. And most people don't. Mm-hmm. But I became the advanced scout for four years mm-hmm. until we got let go last spring. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the part-time advanced scout, the regional advanced scout for the Houston Rockets. Really? So I was in Boston last night doing Brooklyn. I'm going to New York Friday to do the Knicks. Oh, Suns. I didn't know that. Is that new? When did you? I've been that doing, was at the beginning of this year? Yeah, beginning been, of this just year? part-time. Though, just part- with, with Detroit, I saw 113 games last year. 113 games. Wow. So they would you were you were constantly on a plane. So explain to our viewers exactly what you did as an advanced scout. Here's what advanced scout started started back in the in the eighties and nineties when assistant coaches would go on the road. Like if you're an assistant coach, there's two of us. Back there wasn't like a giant bench. Yeah. Des, it's your, your it's your scout. Uh, go see the Knicks mm-hmm. and go see while you're at it. Go see the Nets and get live. Get the calls. Mm-hmm. We need play calls when they come here. When they call, we can respond to the play call and take. So you away. were trying to. So you were trying to steal a well, few a few signs. Not trying. That's my job. You guys did. Yeah. So, so eventually, advanced scout became positioned by itself. So my job last night, I went to see Brooklyn play for Houston, and I got every play call that Kenny Atkinson said. Mm-hmm. And that the, the, the advanced scouts get seats, get preferential seating. That's awesome. I got every play call he had, and everything. If I could get Kim, I got it from the point guard, and mm-hmm. then I get it from those guys. I went on on the websites. And I, I went on this website called NBA uh, Media Archive that the public can't get on. And mm-hmm. it has like, like 10 different camera angles. And you can see maybe read the lips mm-hmm. of the coach or the player. Yeah. And you get the, get the play calls. So when, when Houston plays Brooklyn and Brooklyn calls swing week, we react to swing week. You know exactly. And we what, take it yeah. away. And if you take that away in the 24-second clock, shot clock... You got what? Maybe twelve seconds left. Turns into it turns into a one on one. Just it's much easier to defend someone for twelve seconds mm-hmm. twenty four. Mm-hmm. And that's what advanced scouts do. Yeah. And everyone's wow. got. It. That's awesome. And that's what I did. I saw an average of one hundred and fifteen games a year. So with with Detroit, you were all over the you every. Are we talking like every NBA arena? Oh, of course. You, man, that's the life right there. So they so they hooked you up. We're talking, you know, jets everywhere, hospitality. Here's the way it worked. Here's the way it worked. Okay. You just flew commercial. And mm-hmm. you might say, believe me, no one flies, players ain't flying commercial, coach mm-hmm. ain't flying commercial. Mm-hmm. But we flew commercial. Yeah. We stayed in nice hotels, not the nicest. They ended up there like 300 bucks, reasonable. But so they I, hooked you up. I yeah. stayed in Marriott. Mm-hmm. And um, you could eat at the Marriott because I stayed at so many Marriott's, I was a platinum of reward. <laughs> so Marriott's I, are nice, though. I mean, if I'm staying in a Marriott, I'm tremendous. like, this, this shit's nice. So I, yeah. sta- I stayed at Marriott's, and I ate for free in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I'd fly to the game, yeah. get to the city, get to the hotel, watch video of this team, because you can't walk in cold. You, gotta, you can't just pick up calls, man. What are they running? Mm-hmm. Do your homework, and then go to the arena Eat at the media dining room. Now in Boston, they up the price. It's 10 bucks now. Last year it was five. Really? So you pay five yeah, bucks to eat. in Boston. But, but here's the thing, though. I got the same per diem the players got. So you were eating, you were eating what the players ate? No. No, no. That's what I said. <laughs> per diem is how much money you get to eat. Oh. Play, okay. play, players eat in the locker room for free. I mm-hmm. eat in the media room. They weren't... In fact, in Detroit, players had their own cook, own chef, and own restaurant pretty much in the, outside the locker room. Oh, really? Players, oh, my God. Well, the way, the way the guys eat is everything. It's so yeah, important. Exactly. Now, so whole, I, I, nutrition is so big in today's game. Exactly. Where, now, yeah. when I went to Detroit to catch the cancer game, I'd go eat there. But on the road, I'd eat in the, the dining room. Like, Boston has a real good dining room. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it used to cost five bucks. But I would get the same. The players, even though they eat on the plane or they eat in the in their locker room or outside the locker room, mm-hmm. the players got a per diem, mm-hmm. $129 a day. 
Really? So I got the pocket of this 129. Yeah. I'm at the Marriott eating for free. Yeah. I'm at I'm at the the uh, the uh, $129 to eat for a day. That's pretty good. It's yeah. the NBA, baby. Yeah. Now, what those guys do 129, I don't want to say. Yeah. I know what I do. I went right in my checking account. <laughs> right? I got taxed on it too. A lot of times they, they, they if you if you're not so many games out, they give you in cash, which the mm-hmm. players like. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's life in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. it's they don't. They don't scrimp on the money. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, so I'd go there, and I'd, I'd, I'd go see the game that night and watch the game, and I'd come back. And I saw 113 games last year, and wow, other scouts would go to the game. That's a lot of basketball. And, and, and I'll, I'll bet after games I had beers maybe four times. Because you can't. you had to grind. You, no, had to, you had to get back to your hotel room, mm-hmm. watch the game you just saw, and make sure you got it right. And when I first started doing it, because I'll tell you what, you couldn't do this. I went through a game last night in Boston, just to show you what, and, and Toronto has a new advanced scout. Mm-hmm. His name is Kevin Gamble. Your dad would know him. He played for the Celtics back in the 90s. Played mm-hmm. six years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's a new advanced scout. Really nice guy. Coached in college for a number of years. Coached Division Two. Was a D1 assistant the past six, seven years. Worked his way out. Playing the year as an advanced scout. My man Kev is, it's new to him. It, you have no idea what you're doing. Really? It took me well over a year or two. To figure it out. Mm-hmm. I went there last night. Well, there's a lot of software that goes into it too. You got to upload I, it. No, no, no. I had trouble with the computer because I'm so bad with it. I'm so yeah. computer challenged at my age. Yeah. Stuff that you could do like that. Mm-hmm. And that was hard for me. Probably the hardest thing. But, but you, you were, but you were good at seeing the plays and yes seeing and the no, signs. Man. That, that, well, you were a coach, that, so you. But David, so it goes so fast. Yeah. And when they call it, like when 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 Kenny Atkinson call when Brad Steven Brad Steven makes a lot of play calls. Kenny Atkinson doesn't. Mm-hmm. Brad calls a lot. Coach Steven calls a lot. When Brad Steven goes like this, when he, go, when he goes, when he goes, swing dribble, swing dribble. And when he says, well, you got to catch it. Yeah. You only have one chance to get it. Exactly. They, they, only, they, they might run it only once that game. And they might only say it once. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew what swing dribble was beforehand. But my point is, Kevin's a former player, a basketball guy to the core, and he's like, his head's spinning. He was and lost. I know the yeah. feeling. My head spun for a year or two. It just, it just because you're, you got, and you, and you know what, you, you can't get it's the so calls. Fast. You, well, so, well, you so can't. Do you have a laptop that you're, that you're jotting a lot of these At down? first, I wrote it down. Then I had a laptop. Fun. That's and I'll tell you what, already. you can't do two teams. Mm-hmm. I can't. I've done double scouts. It's brutal. Last night I did Brooklyn, and I've already done them already, so it was easy for me because mm-hmm. they only added two plays. He had two plays since I saw him in October, and I got them both. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. everything else, even though I'd hear him say it, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. So you're getting those play calls. And if you get them wrong, and if you say to some, some like, the Celtics do have a side out of bounds uh, series called swing. Uh, swing back, um, just swing, um, swing dribble, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you call swing swing back, and it's really swing dribble, and you screw it up, guys on the floor are going to say, what the hell? Yeah. And the head coach can say, the assistant coach who scanned that game, where's the advanced what the hell? Yeah. And the assistant coach say to me, what the hell? Yeah. Because the way it works in the NBA is, Every game, and a different assistant coach has that scout. Mm-hmm. So when I got done last night, while well, they have a director of scouting in Houston, but in Detroit, I would send my call sheet because I get every offensive play down, whether it's a call or not. I'll put down whatever happened. I'll put it to a transition. Mm-hmm. I'll put down it to uh, and every set out of bounds play. Every call, every offensive possession, I'll send that to the video guy who clips it. I'll send the assistant coach who studies it for, in preparation for the game mm-hmm. and and. The video and the head coach, Stan, always looked at him. And if, if, if boss is running something a lot or something they think is important, they'll, set that, they'll clip that, they clip everything, and they'll send that clip to the players. Mm-hmm. Well, that is, that's next-level stuff. That's oh, next-level stuff. That's like, I, mean, I think I follow the game, 
But that stuff that you're doing, no that's that's three, four, five levels yeah. up. You know what I mean? You so, got it. And when Stan goes on a walkthrough, they go over. They don't go every play because Boston has a ton of calls. The ones they but, run a little but, more but, frequently. But, but, well, my job, I would go see a team play within five games. Mm-hmm. Here's the cool part. So I went oh, to five the, games ahead. You would go. Yeah, okay. Well, so so Houston's playing Brooklyn. Last night was the seventh. I think they're playing Brooklyn um, next Saturday. Yeah. I think. No, no, no. I was five out. So if you're five out, you're not getting that primary seat. In Boston, the secondary seat's off in the corner. You can't hear as much. So you, have you, to, you have to depend on that primary guy there. Yeah. Now, last night's scout, who had the one seat, who's one game out, was the guy from Atlanta. Because mm-hmm. that's who Brooklyn plays next. Next, okay. So I'm friends with him. He's friends with me. So right in again, I he got to out. He helped you out a little bit. Because sometime I'll be at a place and he won't mm-hmm. be down. Mm-hmm. I'll help him out. That's sick. That's nice how you guys look after well, each other like that. They, but some, are, do some guys, are some guys like, I'm about I'm to tell you, yeah, about yeah. Ten. Normally, the advanced guys won't help part-time guys like me. Really? But I was a full-time so, guy. So you have, so they you know have the me. credentials. Yeah, you have right. the rep. You have the I know rep. Jim. Yep. I know, like, the guy is, is Jim Sleeper. He's a Atlanta scout. Mm-hmm. And he's been around the block, and it was no problem. But if he didn't know me, and I was a part-time guy... No, probably not. Probably not. Some of those so you would be off in, in the fact, corner Jim, trying Jim, to fend for yourself. <coughs> totally. you're, you're not hearing as much in as fact, he's hearing. In fact, with, with, with Jim Sleeper, he wouldn't. He wouldn't because the old old school guys, okay. they won't talk to regional guys. Yeah. So the next question I have is, did you ever come in contact with the players? I mean, because did you guys ever have any get-togethers, gatherings, or anything My like that? My first year or? in Detroit, Stan did not hire coaches staff right away. So I went to summer league and needed coaches. Mm-hmm. So I helped coach the summer league of the... Uh, now, who was, who was, on, that was on that team? Oh, you drummer was on that team? He didn't play, but he practiced. Yeah. Andre, um, kid Kyle Singler from, from, yeah. from uh, Duke. Yeah. Good shooter. Uh, KCP yeah. from Georgia. Who became so you were the starter. assistant? You were on the bench for them? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and then after that, never, except for training camp, I would go and watch. Mm-hmm. But Stan's thing was like, I hired you to do a job. Do this job. Because at training camp, we got coaches and D-league guys. We don't need you out there. And I get exactly. that. He didn't have to tell me that. I knew it. Yeah. But I would go to training camp, and Stan would introduce me to the team, and what's up. And I got to know a couple guys. Just Smith, I talked to because he was from Philly. Well, oh, he balled out in the summer league, right? That's why he That's why he ended up getting an NBA contract. He was player of the and, year, right? Uh, in, the, in the summer league? I know KCP was. KCP was, yeah. yeah Ish wasn't. I know Ish, Ish had, had a good summer league. league. I think and that's what got him in the NBA. Philly. Yep. Not with us. But we had a guy named Spencer Dinwood who's playing very well right now for Brooklyn. See, he slept on. I was watching last night. Yeah. People don't know Spencer Dinwiddie. And he's a, what is he, a 15, 17 point night of guy? He's not, he's, he's better he's a than... He's 6'6 six, six point guard. Yeah. And he's a, he can handle, he can shoot, he can do it, it all. It didn't work out from Detroit. He was at Colorado, clearly a first round pick, and he blew his down in January. Oh, shit. So, so he, he doesn't get drafted to the second round. Yeah. And the, the previous staff took him. So we walked into him, and we really liked him. And the first summer league I coached that, he still couldn't play because his knee. Mm-hmm. I'd sit next to him on the bench, and I got known. Now, next summer, I'd go up there. I'd go up there summer just in case you hang out. And he'd be working out, and they'd play, I'd be involved in workouts a little bit. But I did not get close to the players. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. They, most of them had no idea who I was. Really? Okay. My so job. I have a question for you about Andre Drummond. <laughs> See, him at UConn didn't have a great career at UConn. What clicked with him? Because he, I feel like he got into the league and then something clicked with him where he, where he went, I'm going to be a dog. I'm going to be one of the best centers in the league. Was there a guy who, he t- who took him under his wing or he just grew up no, as a no, man? I, played at St. Thomas More, right? Pretty sure he played at St. Thomas More in high school in Connecticut. 
went to UConn, was kind of eh. But then I watch him in the league. He's a he's a seven foot freak. Jumps out of the gym. Oh, that's the leading that's rebounder that's in the league right UConn. now. He was only nineteen years old. Young. Yeah. Very young. Mm-hmm. In fact, his first college game, I coached against him at AIC because we had a relationship with Coach Calhoun who went to AIC. You guys scrimmaged him. And we always played an exhibition game against mm-hmm. him. No, he was just so raw, Dad, and he got to the NBA and just got bigger and better and still has a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, finally learned about On the team. offensive side of the ball, but I remember him one year in the rookie-sophomore game. He absolutely dominated. He's he did that. seven feet, can jump out of the gym, but I think as he, you know, evol- as he, as he evolves his offensive game, I think I can... You can see him. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? I don't know if it has to. I mean, today's NBA yeah. is so different. But, but I saw him, and it's, uh, I'd go up to training camp. And one time at training camp, Sam got pissed, Stan got pissed at him, the whole team. Mm-hmm. And he made him run. Like, we're all coaches. Do. You've done that. We're going to line. Get on the line. Yep. You want to run, you want to play, see, run. it happens at the pro level. People don't think, so, people think these guys are prima donna. No, if you're, if you're fucking up at the pro level, get on the line, right? You're, those guys are still so running. So Stan got him on the line. He got the team, and they were pissed. And they wouldn't just run up and back. They would run one, two, three, four. That was mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So Stan got the whole team on the line, and the guys were angry. And Andre was angry, and he ran hard. Dad, he beat everybody. Fastest guy. Fastest guy. At seven foot one. He's 20. an athlete, man. He, he was boom, free. boom, yeah. boom, boom. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, my God. He beat everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, he couldn't make free throws. He didn't have much of a game around the post. You can't throw too So you don't there. think he'll figure, he'll figure, just to make free throws or make that 15-foot jumper. You don't think he'll ever, that'll ever click with him? He's the best rebound in the world. He's getting better defensively. Um, You know, we'll see how it evolves. We'll see. Still relatively young in his career. Still young. Still young. Yeah, still got some room to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up a lot. But he's the best rebound in the world. Getting better defensively. Mm Mm-hmm. Make us free throws a little bit. I always, I always, I always root for those UConn guys. Kemba, well, Shabazz on Brooklyn now. He he looked a little out of place last night. He didn't look great, but I mean, he's playing. He's playing in the NBA. Yeah, and fun. to me, if you're playing yeah, in the yeah, NBA, saw, you saw, are one of the best I saw, basketball I saw, players I saw him in the play world. In high school, from Lawrence Mass. I saw him play in high school. Yeah, played for Lawrence Academy in Mass. And great, nasty handle. great career. Nasty handle. You know, he just he's, he's not the shot maker Kimbiz. Mm-hmm. Kimba just makes those shots. I know. And and you know, Shabazz makes them sometimes. And that's the difference. Well, that's why Kemba's a starter and Shabazz is a backup in the league. Kemba's more of a star. He's a star. Dude, he's, he's, having, a star. he's having a phenomenal year. I didn't see him being the player, being being as I, good. I, I you did, did, though, see, because you're in there. I you, saw him every night. I, hey, not only did he score He has that lot. dog in him. He has that mentality where Kemba, no matter if he is or he isn't, he gets out on that court and he thinks he's the best player on that court. He might be the smallest guy on the court, but he has that mentality where I'm the best player he, on this uh, court. He not only scored for him big time, and he played for Steve Clifford, who got him right away. Another New Hampshire connection, Steve Clifford. Yeah. He used to coach at St. A's. Really? Years ago. So I first met Steve. People he, don't realize. People don't Maine. realize that. He's, he's from Maine. Mm-hmm. But um, Kimba Walker not only scores, but he makes big shots. And everybody, he's, he's got that clutch. Everybody team. in yeah. the gym knew who was going to take the shot, and he still took it. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the opponents knew. The horns flew, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Kimba was the go-to guy. Mm-hmm. And they, they rode that horse. So I, I've seen it. I'm not surprised at what's going on. It's just a matter, he's in a small market, they haven't been in the playoffs a lot. It's either it's either try to bring someone in or let him go to a team where he can That's run it up. and flourish and make the playoffs. Because he said it earlier, I was watching the jump, and he's like, dude, sitting at home watching the playoffs is the toughest thing ever. Because yeah. the type of player he is, he wants to be the best. And he wants to beat the best. Yeah. But in the NBA, with these teams forming, you got to be able to recruit a few stars or you got to go to your management and go, hey, 
I want to win, and I don't think I'm going to win here. You know what I mean? Where could you see him going? Anywhere he wants, exactly. I mean, he's gonna. This is gonna be his third All Star appearance. He's kind of sort of. He's a go to guy, man. Yeah. He, you know what? In the NBA, he's so he's quick, a, he's man. A, he's got. I think he's next to James Harden. I think he's got the best step back in the league. The way he can create space, it doesn't matter that he's shorter than the other guy. He can create that space, and have enough space to hit the jumper. They're all good at that. That's a big move now. He's he's one of the best at. It. I mean, he just mm-hmm. he just is a, he's just a guy that can get his own shot. Mm-hmm. And that's really whenever for his size for any size. Yeah, that's a quality that's really valued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one last question I have for you. Uh, it's been servicing up a little bit. Uh, I know you've obviously watched Michael Jordan play a lot, and you've watched LeBron's whole career. If you had to pick, I know it's a tough thing to do, but if you had to pick the best player, and you can even throw a couple more names in there because I know you've been, I know you've just you know watched basketball your entire life. If you had to pick one guy. Who are you picking as the best player to ever touch a basketball? Ooh, man. I know it's, I know it's a loaded it's a question. It's a tough one. Because you can only choose based upon when they played. Exactly. And MJ transformed the game. If you look at the game now, take a look at the game, and, how, and, and it's why it's hard to pick one. Will and Bill Russell created the game. Oh, yeah. The, the NBA, no. listen, the NBA right now, as always has been, about individual stars. They changed the rules. Will yeah. and Russell created the game. That was the biggest matchup in sports. And the Bill NBA Russell won all the time, though. No, not, not 1967. True. Or 1972. Yeah. But, but um, B- Bill, Russell, and Will, they they were... they The NBA was a fledging... I mean, it was like... Well, you got the ABA, which was arguably... No, no, that wasn't around that. It wasn't around that. NBA, NBA yeah. didn't come around until, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. The NBA was this new league, you know, mostly... Too many blacks for a lot of two people's taste, you know, mm-hmm. sad to say, but true. Yeah. And, you know, they had a quota system with that. And But, you know, when when those two guys played, there was such an exciting matchup, it, it created the buzz the NBA had never had. Mm-hmm. Now, they also had great players in this conversation. What, Oscar it? Robertson should be in that conversation. He was my favorite player growing up. Mm-hmm. And then when he those... do everything. Triple-double mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. When those guys faded, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Well, Kareem's got an unstoppable shot. He's the all-time leader. He's got five or six championships. But the thing about it is, for a big guy, you need a guard to give you the ball. I think that's where the big guys lack in the greatest player of all time. Because you can't do it all on your own. You need a guard to give you the ball. Not only that, even the guys you're talking about. I mean, Michael Jordan had a couple of Hall of Famers with him. He didn't win until Scottie Pippen got there. He didn't win a playoff series. He got blown out until Scottie Pippen got there. Will did not. Will... Will had some great guys. Hal Greer, Chet Walker, Luke Jackson, Bill Cunningham. But mm-hmm. Bill Russell had better guys. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a better team. He had better Better guys. overall team. But you go back to the greatest player, Jabbar's name's got to be in there. It has, it has to be in there. It has to be in there. has to be in there. And then... I think and, Wilt's name's got to be in there, too. No question. Because so you look at some of the so numbers he put up. If someone in today's game put up 50 points and 20 rebounds, it would, it would never happen. It would, it would be unfathomable that someone could put up those numbers, and he did it for the entirety of a season, and people don't realize that. Yeah. But Like I said, when someone breaks an NBA record, it's usually in, Wilt. inevitably, Wilt did it. Yeah. Wilt, Wilt did it, too. Yeah. Like I said, Dwight Howard, 30-30. Congratulations, Dwight, <laughs> for your first time. Wilt did it like 29 times. It's ridiculous. Six stuff. Yeah. But you keep moving up then, mm-hmm. and then I think Wilt and Russell created the league, but I think I think that Magic and Bird saved it. Now what was, was now what rivalry was what rivalry was bigger, Magic 
and Bird or Russell and Chamberlain? It's a toss-up, man. I think like the I NBA was probably bigger when Bird and I Magic... Think, I think one created the league, and when Bird and Magic was, came along, the NBA was really hurting. The drugs were rampant. Exactly. People were sick Those of it. The TV guys, contracts yeah. were terrible. The game wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And then those two guys saved it. And then MJ came and... Took it from him. Another level. Yeah. Internationally. And I thought LeBron. I never thought there'd be anyone. Be, I never thought we'd even be talking about someone after Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I figured this. There's never going to like this again. I know, but it's, it is. I mean, personally, I think it the is. reason why Le, why I argue LeBron and I think LeBron is the best player is because he's a my, he's my generation guy. Yeah. I put him on TV and I watch him play and I see. I guarantee you, if I watch Michael Michael play on TV, I'd be thinking Michael. You know what I mean? But I think my argument is. Jordan's obviously a better scorer, but I think in every other facet of the game, I think. Uh, other than, I mean, I mean, okay, Jordan was a better on-ball defender. He's LeBron's pretty good. LeBron is a good defender, but was a better shot blocker, a better passer, a better rebounder. I mean, he's going to finish top ten in assists and top ten in points. I mean, that's for for a six eight small forward to do that. Um, that's I mean, unbelievable. I, I've been blessed with this job. I, I you know talk, but I, I would not pick either one. You would not pick either one. But it's I, tough. But, it's but tough. I can tell you it some is. great stories based on this job. That I think your listeners would like. Yeah. There's a guy named Greg Drilling. Never heard of him. <laughs> Educate. Big white guy that played in the league for like eight or nine years and um, graduated from high school with Michael Jordan. Mike Greg's from Kansas, played at Kansas. Yep. Played in the NBA, seven foot guy. Mm-hmm. He's an advanced scout for the Detroit for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Only one of two former NBA players, Kevin Gamble being the second, as I mentioned to you from, from Toronto, yep. that played in the league. It's a grind job. It's, it's a not grind. a job people yeah, yeah, yeah. want. Yeah. Personnel scouting is different. Now, how did, now did they hook you up, like, compensation-wise? Did they pay you guys pretty good? What'd they pay you? Can I didn't you, complain. Can you, you can't, a you lot can't more tell I got, A lot more than I got Division two coaches. A I'll lot more that. than that? You were living pretty like, good. Yeah. Not, not like the players or coaches, but I got a nice little... But still, well, the NBA is on the up and up. I feel totally. like every year they're gaining popularity, which means more money for everyone else, totally. right? It, totally. it trickles down. Totally. Yeah. So Greg told me some great Larry Bird, Michael Jordan stories, okay? Man, I heard Larry Bird was the biggest shit talker, right? So this is it. So Gre- Greg tells me, this is Greg Drilling, sweet guy from Dallas, advanced scout from yeah. Kansas, played league. He said that uh, he was in Boston as a rookie in the old garden, and it was Christmas time, and he wasn't playing. Most rookies didn't. Mm-hmm. The old guard was small, and he stuck on the edge of the bench. He's seven foot tall. He's all scrunched yeah. up. He's right yeah. in the corner, and they're going up and down. It's festive, and the place is packed. And he said, Bird fades to the corner, catches a pass, shoots it, okay, and doesn't even look at the ball. Starts shining down the court, points to Greg and says, Merry Christmas, Rook. It's like the story of him in the three-point contest. He walked in the locker room and goes, yeah, so which one of y'all are coming in second place? He had that mentality, just like all he great players do, that he knew exactly. He backed it up. And told, people he, do that nowadays. People shoot. Curry does it and looks at the bench, and people are like, he's the first guy ever. Bird, Bird could do that. Bird did that. The thing about it is they didn't let Bird shoot. I have, one time I was hanging with my buddies. This is a good story. And one of my buddies goes, you know, Bird wasn't really that good a shooter. My dad stopped the car. And he goes, you just said Larry Bird isn't that good. You get out. Get out of this car right now. Larry Bird was one of the best, but they didn't let him shoot. They put they put two guys on him. Nowadays, you know, everyone thinks they can guard dudes one-on-one. They don't need to put one dude on Curry. So he gets more open looks. Bird didn't get those looks. He got I me. Mean, they, they didn't double him all the time. They did. He was just a great passer. No, Bird, Bird was, mm-hmm. I mean, people didn't shoot as much back then, period. Yeah. Bird be a great player in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. A great player. Great mm-hmm. player ever. But my, my, my LeBron James story is a personal one. When I would go watch him play, 
playing for Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. The scouting seat in Cleveland. Sec- yes, second stand in Cleveland. The scouting seat in Cleveland is on the baseline. Not a great seat for a I feel scout. Like that's tough, yeah. You only see but really it's what they give you. Yep. It's been great for the fan, and you're facing coming down. And I'd see him come down against these rookies because these guys come to the league and play against them. He'd be coming down with that ball like a freight train. I'm right on the baseline. He comes at some dude, the dude puts a half-hard attempt, he blows his arm out of the way or blows right through him. Yeah. And the, the kid starstruck. The kid would turn around and get the ball out of the net. Now, first of all, it's usually a guard. They're not supposed to take the ball out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But they'd be so in such shock. They take it out of bounds, and their eyes would be big as saucers. Yeah. And every year, yeah. man. Every yeah. year. First time you get a look at him, you could see these guys' eyes. Like, what the heck was that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a difference. There's a big difference between college and the pro league. And Ooh. the NBA is just oh it's getting more talented year after year. The more international players are coming in. And that's a whole different subject. We could go off on that for days. Doncic is balling out. And the international inter- international guys are bringing the game to Giannis. They, Giannis is another. Giannis, I watched Giannis play. I went to one Celtics game this year. And I saw Giannis play. The Celtics actually beat him. But watching him in person, if I had to... Other, other than LeBron, I would go watch Giannis play because he's so big he and he's one. so strong me, where it's like you. he does things that you never thought a player could do. Let me tell you, I, I know some people in Milwaukee because we were in the league for four years getting their other scouts, mm-hmm. personnel scouts. He's a terrific young man. He seems like a great guy. He was a gym rat too. He's the first guy to come in the gym, we'll last you. guy to leave. Yeah, we all know that stuff. But here's <laughs> the thing. He does not want to leave Milwaukee and I've been to every NBA city and let me put it this way. It's a beer it's city. Not yeah. the one you want to... You, you, but that's the kind of guy he is. They've been yeah. good to him and his family. He's mm-hmm. going to be loyal to them. Mm-hmm. He is such a winner and such a good human being that it's amazing. I mean, like, we're talking about destination cities. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee's not one of them. Well, He's not going anywhere. Well, the thing about Milwaukee is they kind of... They didn't take a chance on him, but they drafted him and they, you know, they showed faith in him. Totally. And now that he's great, now he's reciprocating that faith. Well, that's what, but the point. You is, think anyone will go to Milwaukee though? That's the thing. Do the, you think the, people the, will the go? The point on? is, every NBA franchise shows faith in their players. Yeah. They did it. Nothing, no one else would do. Mm-hmm. But he showed faith back. Back. Yeah. He gave it back by staying in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Got to give mm-hmm. him a lot of credit. Good well, dude. Good I dude. mean, I think. We killed this interview. I, I, had, I, I had a bunch of fun, and our viewers are going to love glad, this. But, Artie, man, I'd just like to thank you because, My pleasure, man. you know, the level of professionality and just, you know, you, like, I think I follow the game, and my, my co-host is going to listen to this. He thinks he follows the game. But some of the stuff you were saying had me a little lost. So it's nice to, it's nice to get educated a little, because we have, we have guests on, and we tend to educate them. You just came on and you educated that's the called, shit out of me. It's called being an old dude. <laughs> Knowing the game. Being an old dude. Knowing the game. But anyways, hey, thank you again thanks, for uh, showing time. All right, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thanks, man. And we're back. <laughs> Nate, come on. <laughs> Smart enough. And we're back. Steve said that. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And the people on Instagram Live really liked it too. But we're going to switch to hoops. Because we are, I would say, a 75% hoop show. We're going to talk some hoops. All right, let's start with college. <laughs> what about Duke? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know you guys said don't bring it up right choke. away, but the choke? What do you yeah. mean? They They're already rolling. lost against They're, They're already lost against number one Zaga. for three weeks. So that's in a loss. pretty big oh tournament. How are they choking? It's even a big tournament. So in the tournament, they're going to lose. They're a bunch of freshmen. They're going to play in front of a massive crowd and lose. Yeah, but they would scrape a team so. like St. John's. Oh, 
<laughs> I know you guys are high on St. John's, but they would scrape up on them. <laughs> probably in the regular season. But Dude, they I probably know. won't even play the in the tournament. tournament. Special. Anything Tournament's happen. crazy. Anything my favorite. Happen. Is it it's crazy to say that's my, sport. that's my favorite sporting event? Dude, I think oh, NCAA March Madness is my favorite. After the Super Bowl, it's my second. No. No. Super Bowl no. with the Pats. March Madness is way more games. There's way more games in March Madness. Everyone, every game is that Thursday, that Friday. Now that we got one seeds losing to sixteen seeds, what else is gonna happen? That Thursday, the, that Friday, everyone stops right what they're doing at 12 and they turn on fucking college basketball. I got three, got, I'm going to have three laptop right. boards. Steve's going to have his over exactly. here. Gonna have We're filling on like everywhere. brackets, dude. No, we are brackets. doing, this is the first time I've said anything about it, but we are doing a giant hot cakes and hot takes. Pool? Pool. That's yeah. going to be sick. Yeah, 10 That's $20 throw in if we can get a lot of people. That's a lot of money. We're college students. Ten dollars. Okay, ten. You can. Still, I mean, guys, think I'm my entry guys. with a lot of people. You can Bobby, pay out the top you get three. So many yeah. You can get top three. Top three. I always like when top three get money. Yeah. That's the way to go. Fact. And that's three, a lot three of money. At least get your money back. Yeah, a lot of listeners. Yeah, I'm getting money back. Two gets. Everyone's got it. Everyone's got it. UNCG is going to make a big run this year. Final four, maybe. That's the it's craziest take I've ever heard. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. They're going to go deep, though. They're going to win the not SoCon. Final Four. They're going to win the Sweet SoCon. 16. I don't even want to talk about Swanza. St. John's. Can you talk about St. John's? I mean, they're a sleeper team in the Big East. They're 13 Everyone, and one. They said they're going to be they're going to be third in the Big East, I think, this year. Well, them and Marquette. Marquette, Marcus Howard is dropping like 40 a game. He's, he's nasty. Is he's he that good? I've never watched him play. He's crazy. He can shoot. He's pretty good. Is he an NBA prospect? I want to see like Jay Billis's like. He's just one of those guys that just like. I want to see the top performs in college basketball. Probably never. He's like a Buddy Heald. Not going to be at the next level. What do you mean, Buddy Heald? He's having a career year. Buddy Heald's having a pretty good year. So long. Think about how many how like like Marcus like I mean Carl Anthony Towns like it made it immediate impact. Like all those young guys make immediate impacts. Those guys take forever. They're like role players. No, he took three. No, he took Buddy Heald took like. This is his third year, I think. But he it took, like it took him a couple player. years. A it took him a couple years. The four-year seniors that, He's damn that go to the league year player. Dude, are yeah. like... If you average 15 a game to 18 a game, can you look up his stats, Steve? Is he on the Pelicans? Uh-huh. He's on the Kings. He's on no, the Kings. No, but I'm saying the four-year seniors that Kings are play all, every, all, year, all four years at college... You're averaging 18 a game... In the NBA, you're pretty good, just like Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm just going to say you're good. <laughs> Celtics got to dump that pick. Not a superstar, role player. King's pick. Mm-hmm. All role players are going to have one career. Oh, it's still looking like a lotto. Mm-hmm. That'll be a lottery pick no matter what. He's averaging 20 points. He's averaging 20 a game, buddy, healed? That's mm-hmm. not bad. That bro, if you're averaging twenty in the NBA, come on. And the Kings five, five give, give, give five the guys something. Rebounds, yeah. Five rebounds. Oh, wait, what? what yeah, where are the Kings and at right two now? Two and a half assists. Where are the Kings at right now in standings? Like, uh, they're, the King, they're always they're like seven to like ten. They fluctuate they were, from there. They're eight, right? Yeah. No, 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 bro. If no, they make the playoffs, that's just gonna nine. be like that all year. Because it's gonna be like that all year. Fact, fact. I like to You see, Darren Fox's dunk last night. Oh, Darren Fox's mini Westbrook. De'Aaron Fox is... Yeah, we were talking college jump. basketball. Though, don't guys. What's going on? Oh, okay, Smart okay, buns, okay. though. Never no, but I mean, what else is there to talk about? Like, there wasn't any crazy upsets. Nevada lost. Kansas lost Nevada big. News. Kansas lost Mexico? big, which was surprising. At Kentucky State, lost right? at Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a what, bad who's loss. Who's the coach there? It's a pretty bad who's loss. That? What's that coach's name? No, but the bottom line is the top four have stayed consistent. Duke at one. Michigan at two. Tennessee and Virginia. Michigan is scary good. Scary. No, nope. Did anyone see them? They're running the table. Good. I didn't see them Big being this good. They're running the table. In the Tennessee. I've watched Tennessee play three or four times now, and they're, they're a bunch all, of grown ass men. Number eight. Number eight. Big. What's that guy's name? He's like Arnold. Schofield. No, I think his last Arnold? name is Schofield or something like that. So they got a couple dudes. Mike, Michael Schofield. Arnold. They got some talent too. <laughs> but the bottom line is they have. 
<laughs> One of the greatest shows ever, Prison Break. Prison Break. Check they it try out. Try to educate Fans, people, but they don't listen. Is it they Colonel? Don't still listen. haven't watched it. Wait, take a pee. Like Devin told me yes. to watch this show. Like and then Virginia. Hey, reel it in. And then Virginia, Virginia which, which, which just back. plays really good Virginia's defense. Come, team. Yeah, come tournament <laughs> time. Come, come tournament time. time. Yeah. Yeah. UNBC, they no, baby. They have no go-to player. Mm-hmm. With that lefty, uh, whatever his name is, and the uh, Lawrence guy. I haven't whatever, even watched Virginia guy. play. Watching Virginia, watching Virginia play is like watching paint dry. They only score 55 points, but nah. it's like a high school basketball no, game. No, They don't even score. They can't compete in the ACC. No, watching Virginia play is like watching golf on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I've never once watched golf. Really? That's like an old man kind of thing. Unless Tiger Woods is playing, I'm not watching. No, you're going to ask you. The the Masters, the U.S. Open, like everything is good. Guys, 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 I watch the Masters. I'm just talking like consistently. I'm saying if you're trying to take I only watch the major tournament. I don't even watch major tournaments. But the major tournaments are really good. golf and you fall asleep. Yeah. It's like watching the Spurs play. But yeah, Virginia is never going to compete in ACC just because they have no go-to player. They have no go-to player. No, they're going to win the ACC. Like, not going to win the know? ACC. Duke is going to win the ACC. They do it like <laughs> they're like right there not every this year. year. Not this year. That's just because Duke is Duke. Duke is right now. Duke, they're so Duke's much better than Duke's schedule is unreal team. compared to Virginia. They Duke's play had, Duke's had a hard. really hard schedule. They got really yeah, hard schedule. It's just they've played the so most good. teams. Four teams uh, within the, the top ten. They're going to end up playing in the championship classic every year. They're going to play in the Maui Invitationals of the world. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they won the ACC. Easily, I think with ease. Okay, so that's pretty much but college too much in the Any other two cents you want to throw in? UConn struggling. Yeah, which sucks. If UConn makes see. a tournament. They've lost the last two games in a row. They got that new I coach who I liked. Oh, Dan Hurley's a great coach. They'll but the they're struggling, bro. They're gonna make. The you think they'll make the tournament? I think they're gonna finish top three and they're. Conference. I don't have them making the turn right now. Where where they're at right now, they're not a tournament team. I don't. There's a lot of conferences. It's early. It's early though. They usually send like three teams from their conference. The Big East used to be what, like used to have like four, four or five teams going to the tournament. Right now, yeah. now I, I don't know if they're gonna have like they're maybe gonna have four. I know. They That's usually send like three. Jalen Adams might get like drafted. SMU, though. Cincy, and Houston. Like <laughs> UConn could be one of the three teams this year. Houston's not. UConn girls Houston, lost too. Houston can be pretty no, good, bro. Don't. Houston's good. <laughs> Houston. Houston's Remember when SMU? I, SMU used to be pretty good too. Well, Ojale. Yeah, Wichita like State's that. in the conference now. Yeah, too. Wichita, but the, I don't know how. Are they buns this year? Wichita State? I haven't even heard of them. Shamit's in the NBA now, so who knows? Yeah, true. They probably got some so white guy that's got balding guy? hair. Remember that guy they had like last they year, do. like Shaq? Shaq something? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Shaq, no. All right, so I think we're beating a dead horse right now. Let's switch topics to the NBA and talk about. That little. When's LeBron coming back? No. That's tough. I don't want to. He's going down. No. We're talking James Harden and the best team in basketball right now, the Houston Rockets. Talking about that traveling. man's just on fire. He beats the Warriors by himself. Yeah, he travels all over the world. It's game winners. Steph tried doing his move and got called. He doesn't get. James Harden doesn't get. Let me walk all over the U.S. James Harden. James Harden. (laughs) People need to start start showing him some respect. He's putting on great shooter. He's putting on one of the craziest performances in the history of this game. He's breaking records. He's a great player. 40-point triple-doubles. I love 50-point triple-doubles. Yeah, I love him. He is a great shooter. He's fun to but watch. But the NBA needs to open their eyes to traveling. Yeah. yeah. They it's call it. It does ruin the game. Curry. It ruins the game. Especially, watch dude, Durant ran out of bounds. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Bro. That was so... How yeah. does no one see that? They were showing the Sandra Bullock bird He had both feet out of bounds. How many times? And the ref was looking at it going, <laughs> he's got play. 
The Warriors like, fans are going, what the fuck? How many fuck times have you seen the Sandra Bullock right uh, meme with the, the I gotta bird watch, box? I gotta watch that movie, bro. I gotta watch that movie. That's a great flick. That that movie. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I walked it. home to Kelly and my dad watching that movie. I thought you were watching something else kind of scared me. He's an NBA ref, man. I don't know. JP's like, I walked home to Kelly and Ron. Bro, but they want everyone ratings. More scoring equals higher ratings. So they don't want to call travels. They want 130, 140 point games. That's what's ruining That's what the fans are doing. It's not ruining it for me. I want to see shots gone up. So what if he takes an extra step I know, here but and there? The motherfucker was out of bounds. If it's a, I know. The out of bounds If he gets ridiculous. away with it, how come I didn't get away with it then? Yeah, I mean, the NBA, but still, I want to get away with that. 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 Are people paying What, the double step back? Yeah, I want to get away with that. Are people Impossible move to guard the double step. I think I did, hey man, did I do that last Sunday? People were paying to watch us <laughs> step back. People were paying to watch us. Look, Kim Possible right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come tournament time. They the collected some deep. money off Kim us. Possible. You guys talked about that. Kim Disney, check it out. In that interview, huh? Nice well, he knew Kemba. He knew Kemba. He worked out. He worked out Spencer Dinwiddie. He knew Spencer That's Dinwiddie. That's very impressive. Latowski knew that Dinwiddie was gonna be an NBA player, and he's been a pretty good NBA player. Oh, I was gonna say that. Kemba Walker too. Obviously, the New England connection. And you everything. remember your uh, post earlier this Come year? On. Top five point cards. Yeah. I threw Kemba in mine. Do you think he's there or no? I don't know if he's there right now. Westbrook's been in his bag. <laughs> I, I, I got to bring Westbrook back in. I know. He, oh, Chris Paul. He is Chris Paul's been in. Chris Paul's out. Westbrook, know. dude. I know. He, he had one bad game. He's putting up stats. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Paul George, though, was looking. Fuck. Paul George. He's a shooter. Nice, he's a shooter, dude. He's got his stroke back Paul after, he got, after he got hard. Pacers, Paul George was one of my favorite players, and now I'm starting to see Pacers, Paul George again. I love it. I love it, again. It's coming sure. back. It's like it. two and a half years right? off. Right? He's in his bag he now. Hurt. He got hurt. He's in his bag. Yo, okay. I have a now, question for you guys. Now, now. Who's the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder? Who's the best player on that team? Steven Adams. Steven Adams, man. Thank you. I mean, Steven Adams should be Paul George is leading that team, yes or no? I think Paul George is the leader of that team and needs to be and, and I mean, is the best player. He's getting back in his groove. He's getting back in his groove. I think he stays. I, would stay. I think it's up to Westbrook now to leave. He stays. I would stay. I know. Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook signed a massive Westbrook extension. Get West, he's more. starting to learn how to play with Westbrook, and that's scary. I like it. Because Westbrook's 13 assists got to go to somebody. Stephen Adams is a great five. five oh, he's amazing. Strongest guy he's in the league, bro. He carves out space. Like whenever he gets into a brawl, it's like everyone like turns around. Not and a bad free throw shooter. He just okay. one hand. Like, he one just hand stops him like Aquaman. Aquaman. He, he brings the water. Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo. Water from the surface. Yeah. Shout out Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's gonna be the best series Dude, ever. Did you in see that barstool clip of Game of Thrones? What was it? It was a uh, the trailer. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't it was the trailer. The trailer. It was Sansa saying to Daenerys, "Winterfell is yours." No way. Was, oh, I'll bring you it up right now. No, you bro. can't Josh throw that Snow shit at back. me like that. I'm just that. saying. Jon no, Snow and Daenerys coming back. Guys, if, really if we get into Game of Thrones right now, we're going to be sitting here for another hour and a half. I'm going to look at We should up. talk. I think you know, that we should, needs to can be... Can we... No, no. Can we talk one more thing? Bring it back in, into the NBA. Back to the NBA. Just like the Paul Celtics. George. Celtics. Gordon Hayward. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for reeling it back in. You got short right now. Whoa. <laughs> I just gave me goosebumps. Winterfell is yours. My grace. That's crazy. Back, back. Who's on the Iron Throne? It doesn't matter right now. <laughs> Who are we putting our bets on? Shut your mouth. Are we placing bets? If we, it's not I'm John, placing a bet. If it's not Jon Snow. I'm placing a $50 If it's not Jon Snow, I'm going to have a serious issue with the ending of that show. <laughs> if John, if my Jon Snow dies, my boy Jon Snow dies for the fifth time, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to I'm back to life. I'm, I'm placing $50 on 
I don't know Nike? yet. You're I'm placing decided. money? I'm placing... Act- there's a, you can there's place a, actual bets? There's a money line oh, out on Bo Vegas. Vegas. Oh, my Vegas. God. I haven't even checked bet the money line. Vegas. Really? Vegas. Crazy. Can you Vegas. check that and get back to me? I, I, I might be throwing I mean, somebody in John. I think Night King's like 10,000 I'll look it up right now. Viewers, I just want to say, no matter what, Breaking Bad is the best show. The Night King people. No. The Night King has a chance. I'm going to throw it Okay, no, no, no. Okay, Devin Drew knows. That's great. No, let's bring it back in. Let's just bring... Drop back. Celtics. Celtics. The Celtics have won three in a row. They won two of them without Gordon Kyrie. Hayward. Gordon Hayward is the best facilitator on that team. They I, beat the I'd Nets like to without see it. three starters. I'd like Nets to see it. We're missing starters. So I know everyone was missing. Yeah, that's exactly what the what the um, what what Liptowski said. He goes and they let him creep back in within nine in that fourth quarter. It's like no, you if you're a good, really good team, you blow that team out. Mm. If you're if you're the team everyone the thought you were going to be, well. you win by thirty to thirty five points. They should have blown those motherfuckers out. At home? Yeah. Come on. With can, Kyrie back? Can we also say Go. what uh, Jason Tatum said today about trading? I'm not putting any, I'm not putting any stock, into, stock that. into that. Yeah, but yeah. why even say it, though? It doesn't why? make any sense. Why? It doesn't make any sense. I don't get if it. If you're though. getting drafted from Boston, why Dude, even say it? He's not leaving. To, like, he already has his kid enrolled in preschool downtown Boston, <laughs> right? Listen, <laughs> hey, if he leaves, he leaves. But I'm not like, why is he go- coming out and saying get, out there? get traded? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. It just I hurt. Didn't see that. It hurt a really? little bit. Check. Yeah. Check it out. He wasn't asking to get traded. I mean, I guess well, that brings up the question, saying, though. I would, like, I would trade myself for. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be blunt with it. I think the Celtics, yeah, need to make a move for Anthony Davis. I, I think it needs to happen. I, I think it needs it. to be Horford, and I think it needs to be Brown safe. and Sacramento. Safe. If you can keep Brown, Horford, or Brown, Brown, definitely you Brown, Horford Rozier. and Brown, or Rozier. Hor- and I think Horford and Brown. I think Horford and Davis would be a good combo, though. I don't know. I don't know if you want. No, to but no, 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 the salaries, the salaries got to be. They play the same way, so why not just got to dump Horford's salary? Yes, they do. They're both perimeter bigs. They're both perimeter bigs. They're both perimeter oriented bigs. I still feel you, like there's Thank something you. in like Davis's like yeah. contract. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he can't get traded this year. I don't know. There's something weird with his contract. I'd have to look into that, but I'm I mean, surprised. Either. The Celtics have the assets. They have the picks to make a trade to give the Pelicans enough. Back. Like, we're going to have to give up a lot. And I mean, we're th- going to have to give up a fuck ton for him. I mean, I'm think if you're lie. Anthony Davis, too. I mean, his other option is the Lakers. But if the Lakers go the for Lakers Kawhi, they don't have enough money for I just, him. Yeah, I dro- breaking news. Boogie is playing January 18th. He's uh, back. That's like, What's what, today? Eight days from now? Yeah, ten, ten days. Ten, ten days, days from now. Ten days from now. That's great. They're going to start That's five great. all-stars, Steve, and That's have Andre Iguodala, who's, who's been an all-star, come off the bench. It's scary. Like, I'll say that. Boogie's bad, man. Knows. The old that's days why I he think, was a sixer. That's I mean, why if, I think they reload with Boogie. If he we can, make a move for AD, bam, we break the mark, bang, we reload. If he can why come not? back from it. If he can come back from that injury. Yeah. We Do you think know. LeBron can make the finals against that team? No. He's number eight right what? now. Unless they get Bradley They're Beal or something. Seed. But yeah. I heard... That Bradley Beal is looking at going to the Raptors. Did that'd you see that? Such, it's not. I mean, that'd be a great move, I think. Would yeah. that even be a good move? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess for the Raptors, <laughs> but for Bradley Beal, like, come on. Dude, well, I know you stay. don't want to count LeBron out. Dude. LeBron doesn't have the horses this year. He does not have the horses this year. I'm just I mean, going to say. Lonzo can't lead that team. Everyone knew it. Yeah, everyone knew it, Nate, this year. That Bro. this year was like Dude. make it as far. Well, as we you hope can. at least one round he wins. Yeah. He'll win at least one round, bro. They have bets on who wins Song of the Year. Isn't that crazy? Betting crazy. I haven't. I don't. JP's over in the corner right now, looking up weird shit. 
JP's saying some dumb shit. Viewers, like, don't don't listen to what he's saying. But, yeah, I think okay. the Celtics <laughs> need, need to make a move. Fact. But okay, I think I we touched pretty much everything NBA. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? I don't know. Are the Celtics going to do anything with Terry Rozier? Think they keep him long term or no? I don't, back up. I don't mind Terry Rozier. He's an aggressive point guard. He's one of. The, I think he he's has a some top, shifty. I think he's a top five backup. I think he's a top five backup in the league. Backup point guard. Dennis I mean, Schroeder's number one. Is, yeah, Dennis Schroeder's the best. But I mean, is that really something to be proud? Like I don't know. I think he. I think he want, I think he knows what he can be as a starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Him as our starting point guard last year, we we were playing better up to this point. Instead of Kyrie. Yeah. True. Is that a good point to finish on? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. All answer. right. Anyways, <laughs> you just want to say bye to the, bye to the uh, viewers? Hmm. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Signing off. Episode 11. Take care, guys. Donezo. Mm-hmm.